everybody, and welcome back to the Chiluminati Podcast, episode 218. As always, I am one of your hosts, Mike Mathis Martin, and today I'm joined by the two Rodneys of LA. The two Rodneys? The two Rodneys, Alex and not Jesse, but a Michael Santel. I can't get any respect around oh, here. There's no a Rodney res- over here in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> the two, the two Ronnies, Ronnie Barker and Ronnie Corbett. Oh, do you know who they are? The no, the Ronnies. Dan, yeah, he the Ronnies. always starts us with some like, like obscure English comedy. They duo. had a show called The Two Ronnies from 1971 to 1987 in BBC's uh, on BBC. Wow, you know, you know, yeah. what I mean? uh, guys, Jesse's not here today because <laughs> these two are going to scream at each other because they're like two clones of each other. Today we're here with my good old friend Michael Santel, an internet man and grizzled comedian like myself, who you might know from being part of the TOVG family for several years, co-hosting Super Couch Fighters with our other friend of the pod, Brett Bayonne. His long-running and hilariously and genuinely fascinating podcast, Storytime with David Miller, and the various gentleman-related shows he does with that other guy who's usually here telling Mathis no. Jesse Cox, Michael Santel, welcome to the Hi, show. hello. It's beautiful. I can't, that's such a wonderful, just have all my accolades like that. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's how I get them. It's how I get them on my side right away. That's how I do it. We couldn't have gotten a more opposite individual to replace Jesse for today. I just want you to know it's going to be I'm this might be the best episode we've ever done in my favorite one. But uh, <laughs> that's just going to be a personal opinion. I mean, what is the do, is there a, what is it? What is the What is the thumbnail that they clicked on? What is what is the title of this episode? It's, I, I want to call it Alien State of the Union. OK, Alien State. Of, yeah, okay. yeah. Usually these I call them like the modern day Roswell. Yeah, I, I think that's all good. I uh, I think Alien in that it isn't us is correct but i don't think this is from space no no michael santalian no 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 No, i can't do that no no you can you can do that okay well before we get into the alien stuff because let me tell you something we're gonna go deep so deep in the alien stuff we i want to ask you the the question that we always ask everybody on the show which is just like what is your vibe about the stuff that we talk about on here like conspiracy theories cryptids ghosts like internet scary we videos what is your like, vibe are you a, are you a mathis or are you a jesse or are you in between like an alex so i need to do a little trauma dumping and i apologize i didn't want to bring this to we're, air we're millennials man that's just okay, our, that's our okay. brand uh conspiracies have weight in my life my dad ran to new zealand in the 2000s because he was pretty sure bush 9-11 had happened bush was going to do martial law they were going to take everyone's rights away lockdown right so he was like, I got to get out of here. So he moved half my family, and then I didn't see them for like a decade. That's insane. So conspiracies <laughs> I have to take with a grain of salt. They can be life-ruining. Life-ruining. Now, mind you, it's not just that. His world goes into uh, uh, DARPA, uh, harp stuff, into chemtrails which probably is in some form of the illuminati and like that popcorn kind of sense that's wild like yeah that's old school stuff too that's like early 2000 stuff he's been around he's been a tech guy for a long time right he got on that internet early uh when we talk about paranormal i was something that always scared me i poo-pooed it wasn't into nonsense talk but now UFOs have got me into that. Uh, secondly, in terms of UFOs, I mean, I grew up with going to bed to Art Bell. I was way too young listening to that shit. Man, George so, and Ori is just not the same flavor. 
it's oh, and they're so into Trump and Christianity. And the red eyes, they scare him. So Yeah, yeah, they all scare him. Uh, R.A.P. Coast to Coast. I can't wait. When George Nori gives it over, he's going to give it to somebody. Yeah. Who do you think he's going to give it to? Though? Jimmy Church wants it so bad. Jimmy Church wants it so bad. <laughs> um, I think he'll give it to somebody and let them make the career off of it. Who's your dream person to take over that show? Art Bell? That we cha- no, Art Bell. Art Bell channels. <laughs> like, listen, we, let's plug that shit into an AI. Give me just- no, give it. Give it to Tom Waits. Give it to Tom Waits. That way, that way it gains some sort of like cinematic, because he'll just be like, wow, that's weird. And also, he wouldn't take it, but like George Knapp could also. My thought was George Knapp. I also had the thought Jer- Jeremy Corbell, as much as I don't really like him. And he, I, we have a, I have opinions about that man, but he's an entertainer. That's for sure. Oof. I hate that you say it like that. But yeah, he would be a great the next. Hey, I'm the next host of Coast to Coast. see it. Right, he plays with his beard. Yeah, during, yeah. You hear it like yeah. yeah. Every ad break, then when they return, the greatest evidence we've ever seen. And that's where I'm at today, <laughs> because um, I am. I feel like I didn't really look into this stuff. I was turned off. I really went hard when I was in college into this in like 2010. Got to moon bases and was like, you know what? Fuck all this <laughs> yeah, noise. It gets a little... I can't. I can't into do like it. UFOs specifically. No, that like there are bases on the dark side of the moon. Oh, like and just the full on hardcore. Just, yeah, just like all of this stuff. And they were showing me these videos, and I was like, I can't trust any of this. Yeah. And pushed myself away from the table when not only the New York Times stuff, twenty seventeen. Uh huh. Not only that stuff, but when I started hearing, I mean, I feel like it was Leslie Keen's book. I feel like American Cosmic was in there as well. Um, Any, I, a lot of Jacques, Jacques Vallée stuff, I think, is very necessary. The Invisible College, Passport to Magonia. It literally, yeah, mm, you're ringing okay. the bells right now. Well, that's where, that's, but, that's the, but that's also the deal. I'm going to sound out there to everybody. You're not at my level yet, and that's okay. <laughs> that's, listen, they, they, they poo-poo me all the time. Don't okay. worry about it. It's a but, sign. But, like, that's where I'm at. It's wild. It's weird Jesse didn't show up to this episode, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's very strange. I don't isn't know why wild? he's not here. I called Jesse after Grush. I called him. He picked it up. He was dry. He was in his car. He pulled over so he could, like, just tamper my expectations. <laughs> Literally, that's what he does on the show. Jesse came in like that big mama's cloud from One Piece, like, turned into a rainstorm <laughs> and just was like, I just was like, calm your shit down. <laughs> But the thing with Jesse, and I love the man to death, I feel like he leaves a lot of context off of his opinions. So, uh, Jesse is the number one student. He's the number one student in every classroom he's ever been yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hands he, up always first. He beat academia and left to do YouTube. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, Jesse is not going to share his soul with you. You're only going to get thought he's thought about it jesse's opinion are gold i mean like a diamond very necessary they're worth listening to because he's not uh lying to you he's not absolutely correct not he's not lying and he's not flippant i don't think he's internalized what we're talking about. I, I don't think it's possible. Like, I think it takes time. I, I mean, don't like, think the, he's uh, internalized what, what we're talking about here. Because it creates ontological shock to the people when you're like, wait, the evidence is just so heavy in the, in the hand of something is happening that when you have to accept that 
It's either it's tech that's 50 plus years ahead of us minimum that makes no sense for humans to have, or it's something hundreds or thousands or millions of years. Because people are like, well, it's China. Well, it's Russia or it's this or it's that. And I'm like, but we release high definition video of the Russian drone, like the, the drone that got poured on by Russian gas. We released a high definition foot, uh, photo of the, uh, the Chinese spy balloon. But those three things that were shot down before then, not a fucking peep. All these hundreds of UFOs and UAPs that they literally debrief new members of the Air Force in nowadays because it is so common, not a fucking peep. I have to say, just before we move on any further, <laughs> that the phenomenon has been proven to me, real to me, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Like, I'm not, there's no question Is about that. Is that based at, okay. I, hold I, on, hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am completely agnostic to whatever the fuck yeah. it is. And that's the way you, it should be approached. Okay. A hundred percent. There's no fucking way that this is Russian tech. No if shit. If this was, was Russian, they'd be winning right but, now. I know, but you're saying <laughs> these things so calmly and people are like, oh, okay, I got to think about it. No, no, no. No, no, no. If this it's was not. Russian tech, Ukraine wouldn't be happening, <laughs> of which they are seeing lots of weird stuff in the sky. Well, it's another time of nuclear tension. Absolutely. If China had this, their foreign policy would be different Today, today, you would be seeing that stuff. They don't got this yet. Did you hear the uh, the rumor that the reason we're pushing disclosure right now is because it's possible that China was able to at least backward engineer a small piece of something they had? Alex, do you understand what he just said? I do. And China has this beam that can pull metals you know exactly out, of the, what I'm talking out about. of the ground. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. And this yes. might be the fucking thing. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. But this could also be the beam, like... I could just, like, pull fucking blood out of your lungs, right? Like, this is the problem with this stuff. Uh, I've heard that. I've also heard that the intelligence community was, was wary of this coming out because, listen, we're going to be in a war in ch with China in the foreseeable future, and, like, we don't need to be talking about this yet. Which makes no sense to me because we're- Go very fuck yourself, right? You're talking about the military-industrial <laughs> complex. Wait, okay, wait, 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 secondary equipment. Wait. We've, like, Taiwan invasion has probably been staved off. Mathis, Do you understand we wait. used all of the bullets from South Korea in, Before in we go, before we Ukraine. go there, before we go there. <laughs> I have a I have an area of the show where you can yell as much as you want. I Is it promise. Patreon.com slash Illuminati no, Okay, just a minute. Okay, don't sorry, my don't mess up my segues. Oh. Segways. Oh well, okay, my bad. Santel. Yeah. Has anything ever happened to you personally that adds to this opinion that you have about this? Just like David Grush the whistleblower, I have no firsthand knowledge of these things. Now, I'll tell you this, though. Uh, I've had weird synchronicities. I've had meaningful things that have happened in my life. And when I reflect upon them later on, I am baffled that they turned out that way. Um, I don't know what that is. And I can have a couple of things that I can think about in my life that would maybe be that. But I don't have, like, the ghost story. I don't have the UFO. I don't have any of those things. In a way, that's, like, stronger, though, because, like, the fact that you feel so strongly about it, regardless of that. The evidence like, has swayed you. It seems direction. like, it, I feel like the opinion is kind of like that it makes more sense for it to be something to pay attention to than not. For sure. And I think that people lack a level of empathy when they hear individuals that 
tell them their accounts of these things. And that's almost because, by design, though. Like, absolutely. Right. Because these events fundamentally change people. Right. Well, you, you can't if you see something move the way people see it, they, they say they see it described to be moved or a low flying dead silent triangle, whatever your brain sees that. And I imagine just breaks. You're just like, what am I? What's happening? That's right like now? from uh, Vampire the Masquerade, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, that's mage. That's yeah. mage specifically. Yeah. Oh, right. Mage. Yeah, yeah, my mage, bad. My mage. bad. Mage, mage, um, mage, mage, mage. But yeah, I agree with you. I mean, like, it's hard. And somebody who has seen nothing in the sky other than like. A light that kind of dimmed, so I feel like that could still be kind of explained by kind of anything. Um, it's the same thing where I just like I, the these. This ruins people's lives. That's the like it's it, unforgettable. Barney, Hill, yeah. Barney was on like I think a game show once. May, they had a couple of books. They went to some conventions. They were not making a lot of money. These were not huge like things. And uh, even prior to them. It ruins. It's ruining Grush's life. Like as we speak, he literally was somebody like, within trying to hurt me. the yeah. medical community or the Department of Defense leaked his mental health uh, report from when he had PTSD in 2014 and 2018. Obviously, su- suffering from some alcoholism. His wife filed some charges and whatnot from being in Afghanistan and being deployed. So the implication is a he can't be trusted because he has PTSD. But that's a further implication of, okay, does that mean anybody who has PTSD, we just shouldn't trust then? Is that the message you're trying right, to send exactly. us? It's not like he has schizophrenia or any other things. He fucking saw combat and got fucked up by it. Like anybody else. doesn't change that he then had a 10-year run in the intelligence community that was extremely successful by all all The accounts. amount of vouchers that he got is like crazy. Yeah, he's like, got he vouchers did all from his homework. so yeah. many people in and he- out walked the papers to Biden's office. He was on the bigot list. Every person that looked into him, it it matched up. Specifically as well, the Congress people that have been looking into this for two plus years behind closed doors. People forget about like the senators coming out from those closed door hearings looking fucking shocked and being like, the American people need to know more. They need to know more. Here's a conspiracy theory for you. I think so. There's that historic meeting when Trump goes to meet Obama in the office, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he comes out like looking like, "Oh shit, this like is a the job." Shit got kicked out of him. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he dropped like, "Hey, just FYI, and aliens." There's this shit that we don't know nothing fucking about. I would say no. I don't think Trump was ever informed. I mean, from what I've, what, Bro, he would have used it. By I now. have heard he would have used it. By one now. of the reasons why I've heard this is all coming out is because Trump. Was talked was was read into some of this stuff, and that they're fucking worried he's gonna sing the fuck. He's gonna go on the stand and go, "Hey, I'm gonna tell you guys they're really lying to you. This is what they're See, lying to, to me, you about." That doesn't ring as true because I feel like he would have said it already. He his son asked him about Roswell, and he goes, "That's a very interesting story. Yeah, but that's Not Trump. gonna talk about it, that's but it's a very Trump. interesting story." But that's how he is all the time. He wants to leave you dangling on his every word. He's waiting for you. I don't. I don't know. I don't think Trump. If they were informed. I don't think they informed him. I don't. Well, I think that the people, that's also where, again, I feel like people aren't listening to what the senators are saying because they are saying like, yeah, this is basically what we were told behind closed doors as well. And supposedly shown. Supposedly shown the twenty-two minute the Elizondo video. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, they all watched that, right? And that's what, like the one they came out from, and they were like, yeah. You ever heard this story about Jimmy Carter like weeping? Uh, yes. I've heard about Jimmy Carter. I think also we then needed to take into account the um, uh, uh, Nixon taking what's his name? Uh, oh, my God. His yeah, drinking yeah, yeah. buddy. Uh, because, I mean, it's another. And guess what? 
that's a weird connection too. He took him to a base in Florida. And where were the senators? I mean, House, it was in Florida. Florida. Where the base commander told them, you can't see it. And the Congress people were like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's insane. But the real reason we're here today, of course... It's patreon.com slash chilluminati. You are 100% right about that. Fuck yeah! And the real deal is... We don't need you. What? What are you talking about? Yeah, hang on, man. We do need them. Okay, what do you say? We're not here for more $5 a month ad-free episode members. We're not here for $15 a month exclusive bonus mini-sode members every single week. We're not here for $20 profit members that get also rotten popcorn and also a video version of the uh, mini-sode and also a monthly digital art poster. We're not even here for the chosen that get $50 a month for the Chiluminati uniform t-shirt. Every time you get it, you get it for free. We're here for the $10,000 a month Make Jesse Believe tier. What? There has to yeah, be one, one rich person's out there. I know one it. crazy rich person out there who's listening to the show who wants to waste some money here. Please come down. If you do this, you will make our lives better. The show will get better. And I hope that everybody out there, everybody out there on the Patreon already, everybody out there on the subreddit, r slash Pod can all come together and beg some nice, caring, rich person to show their high status by, by, by agreeing to pay us $10,000 a month. Thank you for coming to my no podcast. You know, crowdfund it. Go fund me a 10000 and then the, cr- the crowd can decide what Jesse believes. That's exactly right. That's, that's what we're willing to do. We're willing to sell our own beliefs <laughs> to get you to come support maybe, us on maybe Patreon. Maybe it's like the deep state paying me to believe as crazy as they to spread if misinformation. if the deep state's listening, which let's be honest, they are. They are totally listening. How about you guys come in? We'll, we'll play ball. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They can come be on the show. Yeah, we'll sell out this whole show. We'll turn this into a propaganda machine if you set us up. Okay? $10,000 a month. Patreon.com slash Illuminati Listen, uh, Listen, whoever you are, one percenter, th- you will change the quality of this show it will for the better. For yeah, yeah. For you will be a hero. Absolutely. Look listen. what happened to Elon Musk. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, he had that. His rich dad gave him a couple millions of dollars. One of you has a rich dad. Let's support this podcast to the moon. Yeah, let's go. Uh, and now for the part of my script. That's marked cold open. <laughs> uh, the first thing we're going to open with today is from the comment section of a YouTube video by somebody called Mr. G. And that video is called Psychologist Analyzes the UFO Whistleblower's Body Language. And I just wanted to use something random like this because I think it's kind of fitting that we open with a YouTube comment. Because the, 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 the age-old struggle, right, with this type of information is that almost nothing at all in this episode can be meaningly confirmed in any way outside of maybe what you've gleaned from the recent UAP hearings and interviews with, uh, interviews with David uh, Rush. That is nonsense. Uh, also, like, I, they did everything they could to make that hearing as boring as humanly possible. I'm just saying, like, what we've got here today, like, the way that we find out about this, like, uh, you know, people who are looking for this information, always it always begins somewhere where you kind of have to take some sort of leap of faith before you can start to believe it to at least start to put some ideas together. And it's so, crazy spirit- that you're still using terms like belief because belief is something I, I, under- I understand the context of which you're using it. This is why we have Jesse on the show. right? <laughs> no, no, no. This is why we don't need Jesse. on But the show. like uh, what, what they, they are, there are tangible things that are showing up on multiple, uh, multiple radar systems with eyes, with ears. People are seeing it. These things are showing up at cap points. They're going underneath 
air, water, and space. I mean, you're 100 right, bro. You know what drives me nuts is like talking about like the the footage that dropped of like the 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 uh, hovering UF, UAP over the ocean that eventually goes down. You can hear yes. the military guys going splash down. Like I bring it to my friend who is in the Marines who has seen and dealt with these things, and he's like, "Well, the reason it's round is because it's miles out there. It's a heat signature. It's picking out, so that's why you can't see any details." But everybody in the comment section is like, "It's a bird." I'm like, how do you know better yeah. than these people who do this for a living? Yeah, is like, exactly. I hate the internet people except for the ones who give us money. You're all fucking dumb. I love <laughs> that, the, that, the, that the UFO subreddit, they are all just fucking experts on military-grade flares. They all just went to fucking college for this one thing right. and just happened to be on this Reddit just fucking commenting. Not only are they fucking pros on flares, they'll then spend two weeks believing something that is so clearly CGI is real with the MH370 flight. And I'm like, this is why you, this is why nobody, you are literally wasting weeks thinking this is actual footage that was leaked by grush anyway yeah and it's time to hear from one of those guys right now uh right. this this, this one's for what does this nick west have to say this was from this is for santel to read this is literally just a commenter on that video random <gasps> comment uh, yeah, you gotta, uh, yeah you gotta read this as a current aero engineer from the u.s air force 26 years and still going i can help you uh decode the uh, at least some of this. First, I know that Grush has only limited ability to talk about this subject. He did uh, he did get clearance to speak a certain extent, but he must withhold quite a bit in order to avoid serious law violations. So, expect him uh, expect him to be holding back some things. He could say and also necessary uh, Necessities, rephrasing on the fly language he would normally use. Second, uh, this retrieval program is real and is the most highly classified program in the U.S. The program is called Zodiac, and this may or may not uh, may not come out to the public hearing soon. Take this. Uh, take this. Okay, I can't do that guy's entitled voice anymore. Take this in when viewing this man's speech. He's trying to talk about the most highly classified project in the world. People have historically died, lost careers, lost family due to the secret. So to say that it is stressful to talk about would be an understatement. Third, when he, uh, when he shook his head talking about the spacecraft and alien because we don't really think that's what they, uh, what they are, but this term is in common and, and used publicly. And in case, uh, and is close as we can describe the phenomenon to the general public to be understood. Uh, these, these are much more than spacecraft. They are transmedium interdimensional craft of the best of our knowledge. And, uh, and on the alien aspect, it is just easiest term we have because we don't really know for sure. But this term is pretty close. At present, we consider most of these beings to be advanced biological AI, manufactured beings. Lastly, I can tell you from my own experience while on duty, these are real. I can tell you this because I, uh, I was present at two occasions where these craft were above our base watching us. I wasn't read in the program. I can tell you only I was there and on two occasions that these are real uh, as the nose on your face. That comment's frust uh, frustrating because, I mean, here he begins with like, which may or may not come out, which, you know, adds, gives him that leeway to just kind of make up exactly. whatever he wants to make yeah. up. And in that, and along those lines, I'm going to give you right now a warning. This episode is meant to introduce you to this concept of 
recovering and studying technology of non-human origin and the sort of fringe conspiracy vibe that it currently has. Like, it's kind of the hot topic right now in this field of UFO and UAP. Just, you know, it's, it's the latest stage of the disclosure discussion, and it's, it's very popular right now, even outside of just, like, the core UFO circle. So that's, that's the whole point of this. And it isn't to be interpreted as factual allegations. We're trying to get a snapshot, basically. Most of these sources are Reddit posts and 4chan comments, which can be posted by literally anyone. At best, and at the most generous, you might call this an anthropological or sociological survey, but I wouldn't even call it that. And, and I want to be clear, this episode's content is not so much something I set out to find, as it is something I sort of started noticing myself, as I was just doing some normal reading about UFOs as the host of a podcast about aliens and ghosts and killers and shit. Uh, but first things first. Let's just take a sec. I want to skim the Wikipedia for this company that we're going to talk about today uh, to get a sense of the, quote, official story surrounding it, okay? So we're going to just jump right into this right here. This company is called Battelle Memorial Institute, okay? Um, and basically what this is, is they're, they're based in Ohio. They've been around for like 100 years. And uh, basically, their idea is that they originally focused on contract research and development in the work areas of metals and material science, right from Wikipedia. Battelle is now an international science and technology enterprise that explores emerging areas of science, develops commercial and commercializes technology and manages laboratories for customers. Okay, Did so, they stop putting patents out in the 50s? No, they still, they're, they're still one of the big Did you ones. read that Reddit post about the geneticist who worked on the bodies and stuff? No. We'll get, we'll get there, we'll get there, we'll get there. We'll we get might there. have to take a minute, a break, and we'll have Ed, Dean edit out the silence when you, so you can read that. Because okay. it is, it is it's a, I would consider it a cornerstone to whistleblowing posts that are anonymous, yeah. but as real and credible as you can get. I've, yeah, I've, I've got you right here. It's literally... Yeah, yeah, well, we'll yeah. get to it. Okay, yeah, but I mean, that also resonates with me because of the stuff that is coming out from the doctors down in uh, Virginia, Brazil, and the stuff that they noticed, and that all of that footage... They're talking about what they did, but the results of all of that is still being hidden. And it's, it's like... What are, they, what are they about? Uh, that was the being that they... That the, the craft hit the ground. They found this being three days later in a town. Three girls found it. They were walking in between, like, through this field. It was completely brown and, like, slimy. Had bulging red eyes and smelled of uh, sulfur. Like it looked like somebody like popped or something, like some it, kind of fucked up body. Some no, it was alive. Oh. And it was and it like to pe- like connected with them and was in pain. They ran from there screaming. The military had blocked off two roads on the other sides, and then they found this thing. So they blocked off the two areas. They called this. They called somebody to do it. This is speculation on my point, on my part. I don't think anyone wanted to grab this thing. And eventually one guy fucking says, I'll do it. So there was a taxi cab driver and this one guy. He picked up the being, held it, cradled it, took it to the hospital. Uh, In doing this, the being got scared and scratched him on his shoulder with like two claw things. Guy drops him off within the next month. The guy's dead has a bacterial infection no one has ever seen before. Everything they tried on this guy, nothing worked. He was 22 years old. He was a military guy. Murdered. His family wants somebody to talk about this and to validate what's going on. They took it to the hospital. They did x-rays on it. Um, the x-ray tech was like, they like 
put this bag in there and had me set it up. And then they're like, great. What button do we hit? Get the fuck out of here. Right. But he saw the tiny bag and all of that shit. Um, Unrelated. uh, Battelle has, has research patents in genomics, life sciences, research, medical device development, neurotechnology and public health studies. Isn't that interesting? Based on what you just said, all of the all of the different things that you would need to be, be to be anywhere near touching what this yeah. is, or if or if you had this and you wanted to figure out what it was, exactly what you would do. With I it. mean, it see, and that's the other part of this which we haven't said that everyone is okay now with talking about these craft. Like, like sort of. so, all these people, there's all these people that I really respect. Um, Ross Coulthart yep. is the man who is going to be in the history books, everybody. If you'd like to get on that bandwagon, start listening to him. He is the real deal. Um, But, you know, when he first came out, he was like, listen, we're not here to talk about little beings from Zeta Reticuli. Got it. That's not what we're talking about. When the fuck are we going to start talking about the beings? Right. When, like, well, it, there are pilots in these things. When are we going to talk well, about that's it? That's what's wild. Okay, so the, the post on Reddit. Wait, man, continue. Sorry. Leslie, finish your, no, no, finish no, 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 no. I'm going to let you go. Leslie Keene said she wouldn't write about the bodies in her in 2017. They didn't let her write about it in the debrief article. It's like uh, Michael Schellenberger, who came at this from another angle, he was like. I think it's a lot just less deniable than like, oh, this is just Chinese or like, oh, this is just Russian. That you know to have a well, like a, but that's yeah. what they told Annie Jacobson. They told her that Roswell was deformed um, kids with autism yep. that Stalin d- made look like fucking aliens, and Roswell was supposed to be a fuck you to the military. Yeah. Like, yep. guess what? I can get into your country anytime I want to. That's what Annie Jacobson was told by by a guy from the Department of Energy, which I think is where this is being hid, um, oh, we'll by some guy with Q clearance from the fucking 40s. And I bet that guy's been lying to people and telling them this story forever. That's so crazy. All right. All right. All right. So here's how we're going to tell this story right now. Basically, the question is, we have this stuff, and this is kind of what we're getting at right now. I, like, you guys both are very frustrated, right, about the fact that it's all there, oh, and, and people also, just can't connect it to, the, to, to like, the real world. America yeah, has the stuff. We go and bully all these other countries. Yeah, we've stolen Crash Reaction. We've got some stuff. We're pretty sure Russia's got some stuff. China, and we're pretty sure. sure China has yeah, some stuff. Those are the big oh, three. I mean, who doesn't, right? Okay, so here's how it's going to work. We're going to tell the story by checking in through time with Lieutenant Colonel Philip J. Corso. You oh. probably know who this is, oh. right? Right. And we're gonna follow the first whistleblower. Yeah, we're gonna follow. We're gonna like, follow if this him. Is real. Where are the leaks? Where are the whistleblowers? I'm like, have you been watching history for? Oh, yeah, we're gonna just John Lear. That's like basically what basically we're gonna try and do is like structure this episode in a way where people that maybe weren't listening to this, and I think the fact that Jesse ended up not here for this is actually like gonna make this into a pretty crazy episode. Can you link in the in the in the show notes? Can you put the like three hundred, the two hundred and fifty page document they gave Congress. I've got it all. Yeah. Okay, great. Like that's an official timeline of all of this, and that's just like not even the fringe stuff. And we're not even talking about Rendlesham Forest and all of yeah. that. We are going to do we, a whole series yeah. on Rendlesham. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, don't even, don't even trip. We got to be like a multi-parter. Yeah. For, for you can always show. count on the Chiluminati to do the alien thing. Thank Math you. Is, I appreciate you. I Math appreciate the hard work. The In fact, it's ten thousand dollars worth of hard yeah, work. That's, to that's be honest. what I would say. Patreon.com/slash Chiluminati. Can't believe we're all thinking the same. Anyway, Lieutenant. Philip J. Corso wrote a book that's very famous from 1997 called The Day After Roswell. And I would say that that book in many ways, uh, he's, a, he's a U.S. Army officer. He's a Pentagon official. He worked in the like, research office, of foreign, foreign technology research office uh, for a short time. Uh, it's basically kind of like the template for what's going on right now. 
And if it's all true, right, which I'm sure there's a lot of disinformation over the years that has kind of been seeded throughout all of this uh, as part of the sort of like way that a government would deal with secrets like this. Uh, I think you'll see as we go through this and kind of line this up with what's going on right now that you can kind of put together a way that maybe this makes sense in the real world. It isn't just a crazy imaginary thing, which I'm hoping we well, can get to today. And, That's and my goal. Remind you, like, could our government today hide this? Fuck no! Are you kidding me? They not can't like, do anything. Yeah, not like not they're the way that we're imagining. At it. Yeah, what no. they're doing though is they're very good at misinfo. Yeah, I right. I mean, they poison. We tell it all the time. The UFO was poisoned so badly by the government that when they were ready to take it seriously, they had to rebrand it as UAP. Exactly. So we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna look at a bunch of little details in like a microscopic way, and I'm not gonna like really tell you a story. I'm just going to kind of lay out these things and the the vibe is going to just kind of be to just kind of glean some meaning from it. Get a sense of maybe what you think is I going on. I really appreciate on. your your confidence that the structure will hold. I think it will. I think it will. <laughs> uh, Ch- As, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> so back so back when he was a major, uh Corso finds Brownie, who is like his friend who he met through a bowling league, who is like a lower he's like a he's like a soldier and Corso's an officer, but they're friends because they bowl together. So he takes him into the veterinary wing and shows him the alien remains that they have at Fort We, we talk about this a little bit in our Raswell series yes. towards the end of it. Yes, exactly right. And uh, Mathis is going to be the voice of Corso today throughout our show. So I'm going to highlight what you want to read. And but I'm just, just listen about right what now. he just said. His friend, his normal friend, who's also in the military, is like, man, I got to show you some shit. And where did they hide it? Can't keep it at the hospital. They took it to a vet hospital. Yeah, they with just, they animals. just stuck it in a corner in some boxes. Yep, because that's where you keep the dead dogs. No one's going to go no look over there. No one's going to look over there. No. And then never mind the private companies who have their own grubby little paws all over everything. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get there. We're, that's where we're headed today. Right. Yeah. So this is, this, is, this is Corso. Whatever they created this way, it was a coffin, but not like any coffin I'd seen before. The contents, enclosed in a thick glass container, were submerged in a thick light blue liquid, almost as heavy as a gelling solution of di- diesel fuel. But the object was floating, actually suspended and not sitting on the bottom with the fluid over the top, and it was soft and shiny as the underbelly of a fish. At, fo- at first, I thought it was a dead child they were shipping somewhere, but this was no child. It was a four-foot, human-shaped figure with arms, bizarre-looking uh, four-fingered hands. I didn't see a thumb, thin legs and feet, and an oversized, incandescent, light bulb-shaped head that looked like it was floating over a balloon gondola for a chin. Yeah, so he wasn't supposed to see it. Great paranormal reading voice. Thank you. Very so much. good. I should uh, take it over for him. You guys are yeah. f- literally falling in love with each other. What I found was an intriguing <laughs> army intelligence document. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. He wasn't supposed to see it and only entertained his curiosity a little bit. But the alien wasn't the only thing he saw. He continues. Mathis, take it away. Yeah, you have to read the genetics post, dude. Okay, uh, dude, we're we're gonna literally do it right now. Before, yeah. What I found was an intriguing army intelligence document describing the creature as an inhabitant of a craft that a craft that had crash landed in Roswell, New Mexico, earlier that week, and a routing manifest for this creature to the logging officer at the Air Material Command at Wright Field, of course, and from him to the Walter Reed Army Hospital Morgue's pathology section, where I supposed the creature would be autopsied and stored. Okay, so. Now, that's where we're going to leave. That's a little tableau of Corso, the first time that he ever clapped eyes on alien stuff. It's definitely not the last time that he did. Yep. Uh, but next, we're going to go uh, to a post from the user Dutes on r slash UFO, highlighting something interesting that they noticed. Just a regular old Is this guy. from the... Okay, so different. 
yeah, they noted they noted this about the David Grush situation uh, that both Mathis and, and also and people Centella forget too. You know, I'm just months. thinking of it. Yeah, Grush's name is only public because they leaked yeah. the document with his name. They like forced him. He was him. two yeah. years doing this in private. Yeah. He did not come out and do this on purpose. And they didn't revoke his started revoking his credentials until he met with George Knapp and Jeremy Corbell at a Star Trek convention. Right. Uh, Which is so fucking funny. <laughs> Jeremy Corbell just happens to be BFFs with the creator's son of Star Trek. They were going there to see him. They asked him, hey, we're going to be here all day. Well, do you want to come visit us? 24 hours later, that's when all the shit started hitting the fan. I mean, Corbell is like poison and also necessary in so yeah. many ways. Yeah. So here's the, here's the quote from, from Dutes for Santeldery right here. Okay. I might sound crazy here. But in David Grush's interview, he talked about the Air Force Base he was stationed at in Ohio called Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Well, after some digging, I came across a company called uh, Battelle. Is that who we were just looking at? Which specialized in aerospace, uh, which is located right next to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Right? So big, they had to move it next door. Uh, It doesn't say that. I have come to the conclusion (laughs) that this is one of the companies he said he can't name specifically when referring these companies examining extraterrestrial objects. Now, you might be asking, where's the proof of this claim? Well, I found an article coming from the government, that was all capitalized, talking about confidential treatment requested by the Alien Technology Corp, which was subsidized by Battelle. If you'd like the entire confidential document, you can read it here. And it's a link directly to a government website. Please let me know what your thoughts are or tell me that I'm crazy. Uh, This tracks with me because the on, some of the only senators and congresspeople that don't want this to come out is the oh, Republican yeah, Democrat. Everybody being paid the, by them. Right. Like the person that has this huge thing Follow in his the money. base. Follow the yeah, money. And that's the other thing. This is what Ross Coltart keeps finding. These government documents where this is what they're writing about. Oh, it's like people forget we... <laughs> Also, I didn't say this earlier, and I, I, I apologize for my weird tone earlier. I think Zodiac is the fake name for the group. I, sure, think, that, I, think, I think that there is a group. It ain't called Zodiac. No, it's probably closer to what the MJ-12 realistically was. Well, and then what did Ross Coltart said? He called it like Group X or yeah, Group Q? Yeah, I can't remember. Group, so group many. Q did bang, bang, bang on, on one Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But okay, so this is this document. It, it's a real document. You can just see. I'm just showing this to you guys yep, so you can, we can see. see it. It has looks like some... boring. Looks fucking some, real. Like, semi- and it's in like passive, the archives of the government uh, website out in like Edgar. Semi-passive backscatter readers are being talked about here. Uh, Wave ID is like a company here also. They're talking about Alien Technology Group over here. Um, Alien Acquisition Corporation. Uh, among Alien Technology Corporation. Yeah, they're all it's just like, in a government document. Like, right, like, right. This is like multi... Again, if there is a, if there is a crash retrieval program, groups worked on this. There were break rooms right. where they drank coffee and well, ate donuts and talked about football. Is it was so heavily compartmentalized that it was like small groups of like five to ten people. They don't know what they're working on. They just said try to figure out how this works, and then they that's break That's what them the 4chan guy said. Well, that's also what, I mean, beyond the 4chan guy people, that's what Lazar was saying for years, and I have very mixed opinions on Lazar. Two people have come out and publicly shit on Lazar. Oh, they, it happens all Colt, the time. Coltart said that he did work at Area 51, but he didn't know, and then I just listened to a, a CIA scientist guy, he was on Concrete yesterday, uh, well, I'll pull up his name in a second, yeah. 
who basically said he's a useful idiot that they told him like Absolutely. a bunch of nonsense that he didn't it. understand what was well, really going on. Well, that's what I also on. believe too is they also fracture it up so much and they feed them lies so they don't actually know if they ever go out and say something. Like Richard Doty? Yeah. 100%. Because people are saying things. They are, it's not like nobody's leaking There has anything. to be true stuff in there so that when it finally boils over eventually that it's not like the genetics. The genetics understand. post that we are going to talk about, I guess, is yeah. uh, Does the it guy, say that the it's guy, human? No. The genetics guy worked at Battelle for 10 years from 2000 to 2010 working on what remains they had, but we'll get to that. Yeah, well, so Rush said that there was a that, the, that these things would crash usually once between 5 and 10 years. Yeah. So if anybody works at this place and has a 10 year, they probably somewhere in there either it happened at the beginning and they kept the secret or it happened at the end and they're like I got to get the fuck out of here. And there's probably a pretty good like system in place to process all that too. Um, I don't know. Governments are Well, here's so here's a response to that document about Battelle. Uh, from the user CyberFetus, and that's going to be Mathis. That document is not confidential. It's a, re- it's a request for confidential treatment. U.S. Securities and Exchange Commissions, SEC, the rules require reporting companies to file material agreements as exhibits to periodic reports, registration statements, and certain other disclosure documents. Oftentimes, those agreements contain commercially sensitive terms that could result in competitive harm if revealed to the public. Certain rules permit companies to redact commercially sensitive terms that are not material to investors from agreements to be filed with the SEC. Aerospace companies are commonly located near government installations, like on an Air Force base. Considering defense and national security uh, comprises nearly half of the total aerospace industry. The government frequently works with private contractors commercial to to research and develop aerospace products. Alien Technology is a global company that makes primarily UHF UHF RFID components, which is like a type of sonar type deal. Uh, There's a million other uh, technology research and manufacturing companies like them. They just have a name that stands out. Yeah, so that's just the name of a company, but I will admit that when things are named that, it really does, and they're like subsidized by Battelle, it really, it really does give me a vibe as I read it that someone involved is like kind of like thumbing their nose and kind of being like, yeah, it's aliens, haha, <laughs> but then like it actually is aliens. I think a lot of the, from a lot of the rumors too, it's, it's like old guard versus new guard happening right now where the old guard wants to keep it secret, but the newer people, the ones who are working there for 10 years and then leaving are the ones that are like, no, this can't be a secret. Yeah, anymore. exactly. That was the point I, t- I forgot to make earlier on. Our modern government can't keep this secret. This yeah, is, yeah. this was one of the things that got wrapped up at the end of World War II. I think that the, those scientists that made the bomb, I think they were the first guys to probably look at this and take these secrets to their grave. I think that this is, the, I think this is that secret from there. Grush talks about 1933 with the yeah. first crash, and then it's like, okay, well, what other crashes does the Vatican know about? And not just talk about, about it, but like an actual document he provided as well. Like right. an actual, you can go look at it online right now. Right, and those are the documents that we have access to. Yeah. There are more documents about That's all That's the other thing stuff. people forget is we're civilians. We're citizens. There's closed-door meetings they've been having for years that they're seeing things that we do not get to see. It doesn't mean that those things do not exist. It just it means, just means yeah, that exactly. we're a bunch of plebs that don't get to look for at that For some reason. Uh, France has been, from the governmental level, funding a UFO program so, since the 60s. So is Canada. Right. And there's paperwork. Well, and the and that was one of the things that uh, George Knapp and Corbell got out that document where the guy was like, "Hey, you need to know now, and you need to be read in on this because Canadian people are going to be pissed off at you." Yes, yes, I remember showing that to Jesse, and I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was something along the lines of, "Well, he's just this guy or whatever, or like one dude." They're all just one dude, but that's the deal. There's too many of them at this. There's too point. many one dudes, right? <laughs> yeah, but you know what's crazy is that like to get to this point where I. I kind of like agree with you guys. You know what I mean? Like, I don't 
know it's all a, the... It's been a five-year journey doing this. Yeah. Jesse's not here. As soon as Jesse comes back, you're going to hear the voice of reason. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, you may be right. But, like, the thing that's weirdest to me about Battelle is that it actually wasn't aliens that got me to Battelle. I, like, actually, what got me to Battelle first, because then I, then I started reading into the, U, the UFO stuff and the UAP stuff, and I'm seeing the name Battelle pop up again. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then I read that fucking geneticist thing and Battelle pops up again. Alex, this is this is deep research right now that you're talking about. Because you, this you is sound how like you, me right now. Yeah, you just got backdoored into ufology well, by going yeah, through yeah. private contracts. So, so what basically happened was I was literally reading a review of Shutter Island. From freepress.org, the movie from 2010. Just wanted to refresh yourself, but what a good movie that was. I was 90%, just, I, it's 90% a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, it yeah, only right. falls apart. The last scene of the movie falls apart. It's pretty good, though. Like, it's pretty well done. Well, anyway, anyway, it doesn't matter. The, the point is... I can't, I can't believe you've seen that, that movie of all movies. You have yeah. a lot of those actions. Like, wait, that that's movie literally you've seen? The, that's like, the whole I know bit. who Neil Breen is. Yeah, that's, that's amazing! Whole, that's crazy! Yeah. That's crazy! I know, I know. That's the whole bit. Uh, but the whole deal is, the, the review's talking about how Shutter Island depicts like an operation paperclip Nazi situation uh, and how that guy is like being able to continue doing his like awful experience uh, experiments in America now with the blessing of the government under its wing and major companies because they're working together. And the, the review is kind of like out there a little bit. It talks about Dr. Bruce E. Ivins. Do you know who that is? No. He's the anthrax yeah, guy. That's He's like why. the guy like back in the day who like mailed the like weapons grade military anthrax that he like mailed. And they kind of paint him in this in this review as kind of like a Lee Harvey Oswald guy and also kind of like Teddy from the movie who like gets close to blowing the lid off stuff, gets lobotomized. The story of this Bruce Ivins guy is like really interesting. He like said like the stories that he had like a s- alternate personality called like Crazy Ernie or some shit. And he was like stalking women and his letters like hinted at that and all this stuff. But it's just like a really weird whole situation. Well, that sounds like MK Ultra stuff. Right? It, yeah, that it, sounds like we another. Did a, we did a four part deep dive on MK Ultra. Yeah. And it's all and it's all kind of the same guys. But uh, Unit 731. Yeah. And here, so here's a quote from that. And it's kind of about this. So this is for Santel to read again right here. Nowhere in the article will you find a mention of Patel Material Institute headquarters in Columbus, Ohio. The Times reported earlier Patel's Project Jefferson and Clear Vision are curious characters like William C. Patrick III and Ken Albeck. Albeck is a, is a former number two man in the Soviet illegal biotechnical medical program and, and consulted at Patel with Patrick and Patel consulate, uh, consultant who wrote a paper on sending anthrax through the mail. Readers might want to Google Patel, the security industrial complex favorite nonprofit and their Shutter Island-like facility in West Jefferson, Ohio. The FBI originally told the free press that they were looking at Patel and West Jefferson and the profit uh, motive of a newly formed company that stood to make hundreds of millions of dollars off, an- off anthrax vaccines. So it's kind of like, th- like there's, without saying it, they're kind of saying like, Maybe that anthrax got out for a different reason. Alex, that's that's a false flag event. A hundred percent. Right. Like, like that's that's the the motive, the individuals, the company. I mean, that's pretty oof. It could be. That's, that's my, my dad's, dad's stuff, stuff right yeah, there. Yeah, it could be. You know what I mean? Like it's it's all it's all kind of uh like I like again, I don't really believe everything that's out there about Battelle. Like Battelle kind of enters into this 
thing and becomes kind of like part of the legend a little bit. But all of them, Castle but all of them are. The, the, I know. the skunk works, that, all of this stuff but I think, But I think that's the thing that you really have to watch out for is like kind of like starting to like be like, like, you know, like how a lot of the po politics today like uses like adjective noun to like remind you of stuff like cheating, whatever, like whatever, like lion Ted or whatever, lion Ted Cruz or whatever. Like, I feel like the more you we like retell ourselves like but tell the evil company you should not be trusted or like you know this weird thing that happened is a false flag like it it feels like it is but it's it's better to look at it i think from a wider view as like activity on on the internet around a concept like, yeah, we talk like about marketing that all the data. time on the podcast like the the the, the uh like the thing about tack talking tackling all this stuff is the fine line between insane conspiracy and sticking to the evidence that is in front of our faces from the government itself because it can very quickly go and racist aliens yeah without confirmed without confirmed evidence you should always just think of it as kind of like taking the temperature. Yeah, we did a whole episode on the Majestic Twelve, which ended up being like two hours of a breakdown of how easy it is to slip into like dangerous conspiracies. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and it, unfortunately, it, if the UFO conspiracy is what it, if it is what it is proposed to be, it is probably the thing that sucks up all the air out of the room. That some of these weird things, it's like, why is that related? probably has something to do with these things yeah now i'm not saying that's what's going on here but obviously there is a number of ways that they are trying to hide money in all of yes, this 100 and always. spending money on an operation or some <laughs> vaccine or something like there's that. there's always weird politics seems like yeah. a great way to funnel a bunch of money very quickly yeah you're like being like and you it's like you can see it happen in congress all the time yes. like in the open where they're like hey like if you put this little bit in your fucking bill, I'll vote for it or whatever, right? It's like the same kind of deal. Um, but let's go back to 1961 for a second, back to Phil Corso, who is now waiting for assignment at the Pentagon. Uh, and General Arthur Trudeau, who's his new boss, is going to come in. He's going to tell him about it. Basically, the vibe was that, according to Corso, uh, the, the, the vibe at the time with the CIA and the KGB is that they're these like, sort of like weirdly independent operating agencies from the main government. They're strangely incestuous with each other. There's like spies on spies, like in both, like yeah. triple, double agents, yeah. all kinds of shit going on. Um, they kind of work together in a never ending, like Cold War board game type vibe way where it's like they kind of need the war to keep going to like keep existing. And so they kind of like just manipulate everything by working together and spying on each other. And so in his in his world, the story is the KGB are fucking everywhere in the CIA. They're all over the White House. They're everywhere. And now that he's going to be working in the field of research and development at the Department of Defense Foreign Technology Division, uh, he was going to share something with Corso, uh, Trudeau was saying, that he couldn't trust anyone else to see. So this he is just going to be gave the definition of the military industrial complex. Exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it's like, as you're reading all of this, it's like, yeah, that's basically what's no, going that's on. That's the story, problem that's of all of this. That's why the story is so perfect, because it, it, it kind of ties in with all that stuff, you know? Right. I opened the cabinet and almost immediately my heart sank. I knew from looking at the shoebox of tangled wires and the strange cloth, from the visor-like headpiece and the little wafers that looked like Ritz crackers only with broken edges and a colored dark and colored a dark gray, and from an assortment of other items that I couldn't even relate to the shapes and sizes of things I was familiar with, that my life was headed for a big change. There were few people floating around Washington right at that mo very moment who, even at even out of the most well-meaning uh, well-meaning intentions they could muster 
would have shipped this Roswell file over to Russia while patting President Kennedy on the back and congratulating him for contributing to world peace, just as there were people who would have cut Trudeau's and my throat and left us right on the rug to bleed to death while they packed the file away. Either way, Trudeau didn't have the to-quote-me chapter and verse to explain that he was handing me one of the most important assignments I would ever receive from him. He was giving me the keys to the kingdom, but neither he nor I knew what in the world we could do with this stuff, short of keeping it out of the hands of the Russians. At the very least, that was a start. Yeah, so you didn't even talk about the visors. That the, 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 When they went into the craft, there was no control panels. They found these visors. They're like headbands. People yeah. would put them on, and it would like... Right, it would like you don't activate even, all these points of their brain. And you don't even know this, but in the geneticist post, he taught he breaks down the anatomy of these things from skin to nervous system to bone. And wow. in their brain, their brains, yeah. if we believe him, it's really uh, instead of split into two, it's split into four. It's like four spheres to it or whatever. And in between them, there were like inserted nodes that they believe are the reason they can communicate telepathically. It's not magic; it's technology, Jesus and Christ. it's what connects them to the craft that allows them to move it. Well, and that's the other deal with this. You know, we're talking nuts and bolts these crafts have a consciousness and maybe it is the consciousness of the occupants like a fourth of their brain is yeah. just in this that's a, that's kind of that's a big very much. that's one of the big ideas from the corso book is like they kind of power the craft themselves they kind of like are in sync with it where they can like become part of it or not but like it's them that's like you kind of have to calibrate your ship like almost like avatar <laughs> where it's like your your friend could be the case well, one of the things in american cosmic is that sometimes people will be brought in to work on the ufo and regardless of how much they want to work on it they can't work on it but then other people will just be able to interact with yeah. it and it resonates with them and they're like i don't want to do this but like nobody else can do it Yeah, some people walk into the ships and they just get sick instantaneously right like what is that like, what do you mean they get sick instantaneously? Yeah. Well, that's the scary thing is, like, you don't think about, like, the, you know, the actual story, War of the Worlds, like, what happens? Like, what's to say it's not backwards, though? Right. But uh, speaking of people that worked on Aliens in secret, uh, we're going to move into the next section, which is called Le Memos de Valet. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and unfortunately, deep, talk fairies? deep breath, we're going to talk about an anonymous 4chan post about episode 1574 of the Joe Rogan experience. Okay. Which has Jacques Vallée in yeah. on on board and this guy James Fox. Uh so James guys... Fox is also doing incredible research. Yeah, so do you guys oh, yeah. know who these guys are Jacques, yes. Jacques Vallée and James Fox? They're they're you he's Jacques Vallée is like a super they're both kind of If you've if you've seen Close Encounters of a Third Kind, yeah, he's in there. the French guy yeah. is Jacques Vallée. Literally. Literally. Yeah. Um yeah, basically, like, they're just, like, super famous UFO research. Um, so here's a post uh, for but Santel. But, like, not randoms. Like, Valet is, like, a No, PhD, these guys are the most, like, fucking Yeah, James Fox made, like, yeah, he made, like, documentaries, James Fox did, too, that are, like, really kind of important ones still to the community. Just, I just wanted to clear it up. That's all. Um, deep yeah, UFO, but Deep Breath, yeah. it, is on, it is on Joe Rogan, but this doesn't really have anything. No, but he got the interview, so that's why, yeah. Exactly. So here we go. That's, that's for you, Sin. So, Joe Rogan, Jacques Fillet, and James Fox were having an open and spirited conversation for hours. They have started talking about the 1952 Washington, uh, D.C. UFO incident, which is very well-documented UFO encounter that is featured in the documentary. Yeah, the 1952 flyover happened multiple weekends. Yeah. Like, the fact that people don't talk about that anymore is crazy. It, it drives just, me, it just people, isn't like, one of the hits for some reason. When people bring up about, like, the UFOs and UAPs being this fake nonsense, I just, it's like all this stuff just gets flushed out of their brain. Well, and that's one of the things modern Congress is trying to do. Like, we're only going to talk about the modern cases. Yeah. This has been kept secret 
for 90 years. And even up that well of secret, shit leaked all the time. All right, back to the, back to the reading I'm supposed to do. During the conversation, Valet reveals that a piece of metal was shot from one of the UFOs during an incident that was subsequently recovered. Valet, however, uh, remains uh, elusive about the current whereabouts of the piece of metal. James Fox nudges the conversations towards a memo featured in his documentary. Uh, documentary. Is he talking about arts parts? Is that what he's talking about? I think that that's what I think he's talking about. Okay. But. Um, the memo was written by a metallurgist from a certain lab, which Belay later identifies as the Battelle M- Memorial Institute. Valet also discusses a secret memo he discovered with while working with Jalen Hyman. One of them heroes of the UFO world. Which is funny because he poo-pooed it in the beginning, and as soon as he left government, he was like, this is all real, and we all need to be investigating yeah, exactly. this. Scientific advisor for Project Blue Book. The memo addresses to an intelligence community director suggesting that the government should end the scientific panel overseeing UFO disclosure because because we are not ready, which is what they've said, right? That's what it, that's when sixty seven they said. That's what like that's always because what it now because oh, oh can, you got to finish this. I can't. The memo intriguingly originated from uh, Battelle uh, Memorial Institute, an organization renowned for its expertise and analysis of metal and its contact uh, metals and its contact with the Air Force for UFO studies. Joe Rogan asked, "Did you examine the metal?" Jock says. I shouldn't talk about that. He says that the memo is classified and he is never cleared to see it. So he shouldn't talk about it anymore. It's it's wild because people are like, well, why don't they talk about it? It's like because they're still going to like, you know, retaliate. And that's that's also the point of this. You know, there's a lot of people like Jacques Vallée could spill the beans, but he doesn't want a bullet in his head. Yeah. Like, or this is the one is like, you know, he still loves his fucking family or something. Right. He's probably got kids and stuff like that and would like them to, like, be able to scroll this, TikTok. This when probably they get isn't home. the best time to mention that I have the memo right here. Yeah. Yo, uh, the memo. <laughs> so this memo is from 1953. Uh, this memo is commonly called the Pentacle Memorandum, which is, I think, marketing. Uh, but I'll leave this one up to you. Uh, to me, this doesn't really seem too indicative of anything crazy or secret, uh, but I have a quote from it. Uh, that Mathis will read for you guys now, just to give you a gist of the type of stuff that this memo says. It's basically the long and the short of it, but, I mean, you can go back and read it yourself, too. It's from QFON. I have the whole thing. We expected that our analysis will show certain areas in the U.S. have had an abnormally higher number of reported incidents and of unidentified flying objects. Assuming that, from our analysis, several definite areas productive of reports can be selected, we recommend that one or two of these areas be set up as experimental areas. This area or areas should have observation posts with complete visual skywatch with radar and photographic coverage, plus all other instruments necessary or helpful in obtaining positive and reliable data on everything in the air over the area. A very complete record of the weather should be also be kept during the time of the experiment. Coverage should be so complete that any object in the air can be tracked and information as, as to its altitude, velocity, size, shape, color, time of day, etc. should be recorded. All balloon releases or known balloon paths, aircraft flights, and flights of rockets in the test area should be known to these to those in charge of the experiment. Many different types of aerial activities should be secretly and purposefully scheduled within the area. Yeah. We already know people are doing that privately nowadays in those areas. But also, it's it's them saying that they're monitoring this thing. It's not balloons because they know about the balloons. Exactly they right. They know where the balloons are. We're not talking about balloons. Exactly right. No shit. They know where the balloons are. We're not talking about balloons. Exactly right. No shit. And that's that. I mean, that's kind of exactly what people are pointing to with this. And, and again, this is a real of, memo, everybody. It's not a fake memo. It's yeah, not, yeah, I've got the memo. It's here. It's going to be in the show notes. Um, but 
you know, they're saying that it kind of just implies that if they're having to say stuff like this, that like, why aren't they just like, why, why, why would they be suggesting that it be other things besides like, what is the thing that it you is? Got the Wilson Davis memo in there as well. We talked about the Wilson yeah, Davis. Yeah, memo we have. Heavily. That's in Congress. You can just Google that. That's on a gov site right now. And, and that memo actually does square nicely with this report that I have from physics today in 1971 of Battelle doing pretty much exactly what that memo just said i'm going to click the link and i'm going to show it to you i can't believe we're naming this institution i can't believe that you that 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 your research back ended you into all of this so geneticist posted that's like openly where he worked wow look at look at this look at look at look at look look, look what's going on here there's like just tell the people what you can see it's like literally like so there's like an ad on the far right for like trying to sell tubes and stuff yeah, like I don't that know what's right going on. That looks like tubes. Yeah. i don't know what that is but right look at it's like literally yeah. like there's yeah. more on ufos uh, table one is a categorization of ufo sighting reports astronomical aircraft balloon other unknown insufficient info uh and it's like a oddly pretty even split between all of it astronomical 21 percent, aircraft 21 percent, balloon 15 percent, other uh 10 unknown 19 percent, insufficient data it's basically the people who made this memo basically doing exactly what they said in the memo. And like, this is, but this, it's so, it's so crazy that this number keeps coming out. Five percent of this stuff, we don't know what it is. Yeah, we have no Even idea it what it 1%, is. One percent, right? Doesn't matter, right? Maybe, maybe like read this little paragraph. Yeah. After eleven years of study of UFOs, I am convinced not only that some UFOs are extraterrestrial vehicles, but that the problem with the acceptance of UFOs is a psychological one, mm. just as was the acceptance of the. Copernican universe 300 years ago. Anti-helium particles don't upset our present notions about the universe or our own importance. UFOs do. For example, about 30 of the 100 reports discussed in the Condon report uh, could not be identified. Right. This is exactly what you're just saying. And the Condon report is crazy because it says in the opening, oh, okay, well, uh, the conclusion is that we shouldn't investigate any of this more. But if you actually read the report, there's all these unidentified stuff. They're like, we have no idea what this is. It needs to be investigated. More. And it's always being investigated secretly anyway. Right. <laughs> right. Are, yeah. So I mean, Blue Book was denied and, and ATIP was denied. And it's all the same. Yeah. And, but yeah, don't, uh, so going back to Corso for a minute again, checking back in with him and his book. Do you guys know who the Majestic 12 are? Uh, they were uh, no, but they were the they were the individuals. Then probably Eisenhower is part of them as well. Correct. Well, Mathis, will you like kind of just give everybody like a little? I mean, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I can't. Like the specific names are a mix of scientists, yeah, we don't generals, have to, have to all be the exact guys. that What's are high function? up, important yeah. people that are there to deal with uh, how we're going to handle disclosure and interaction with these ETs. It's kind of like and those it, guys the memo, from the X Files. The the MJ12 documents themselves are extremely difficult to verify because some of it seems obviously not real uh, or like slipped in other Stan parts. Stan Friedman real. thought, thought they, were they were very real, very real. Yeah, and went it, to like, bat for them over and over again. It's, yeah. And it's weird just because some of it is very clearly not necessarily real, but some of it is like checks out and yeah. the more it's, it's tough because the MJ 12 really quickly leads into like racist. Shit. It is. It is. Well, I think there's a point where I think people kind of like took it and ran with it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Um, like but, most things. But if this is, but if this is again, tied into the secrecy of world war two, we got a bunch of racist shit. We took all of the fucking Nazi scientists, right? Like they were still Nazis. Like, yeah, I think it is a little racist. Right. Well, I mean, okay. So it, according to the Corso version, like the original, I don't know if he was the first person to talk about the majestic 12. I don't think he was. But he really does go deep into the formation of, if you want to go read his book. But according to him, the Majestic 12 were formed out of a necessity to both keep the UFOs a secret from domestic people 
and foreign people. They failed, yeah. they failed both. Right. But also to simultaneously prepare or at least plan for, like, figure out a way to prepare everyone for eventually disclosing Which this information. One of the reasons I think people, I mean, at least for me, feel that some of the MJ-12 documents aren't real because saying they're trying to prepare, like, keep it secret globally, that's a very egocentric look that America is a focus of the UFOs when it's very evenly distributed well, it's more about among it. the world. And there's like there's a graphic that's out there of, like, showing UFO heavily in the U.S. That's not a real graphic. Yeah, it's not a real that's graphic. Fake, but people think it's real. In the context of this, what it seems more like to me is that it's based around our shit that we're holding on to. Certainly. So it's like, we don't want... Like, we don't talk with half of the world. Right, but I mean, like, Chinese military ha- can't find out we have this. Right. Russia can't find out we have but this. But we also don't see the Chinese military and what they're running up against, or what the Russians are we running probably, up against. I mean, we kind of we know about do. the Russians I would say because of George Knapp. We probably do. We have, we have, we have hella spies. We have hella cameras. Like... I, I was reading this book, and he's saying, like, there's cam- there was a camera in the lander. There was a camera in the lander that was, like, up in space and taking pictures of Russia as it's going over. Like, we can see in, but, the, like, the point of the Majestic 12 is not about, like, controlling the masses. It's more about, like, protecting the actual tangible Assets. stuff that we We're actually have. Well, like, yeah. As always, war and combat. I mean, that's, but, but isn't that what Tom DeLonge started coming out and saying? I mean, that a bunch of guys, yes. a, a, a being showed up during the middle of the Cold War and they didn't know what to do. And it just basically, they clamped it down and now they have this 10,000 pound gorilla that can, could be a civilization ending thing depending on which way the pendulum swings literally yeah there's so many rumors as to what they are and why it would ruin society (laughs) so rather than trying to deny it completely their strategy adapted right and And say it's aliens well what they do is they say okay because it ain't aliens we get we get all the stories they like filter them they have access to blue book they skim the best evidence stuff off the top of blue book and send it up the ladder they also leak some of the wildest shit that they think is real so that it comes in from all a- angles, even on the part fringe. of the phenomenon. It's yeah. fucking weird and does crazy stuff. And it also makes me wonder about, again, here's the high strangeness of this, but this is where I'm at in all of this. What is the connection between these things and, like, dogmen? Because when you hear stories and stuff like that, you hear, like, oh, well, it's this area, and the last week they saw a UFO, and now there's, like... What are these things playing on within our psyche? It's it's yeah. It's a, I, we've had this conversation as well. Like the idea that a lot of UFO abductions, there's a lot of common threads, but they're all very bizarrely personalized in ways that make no sense. Yeah, right. the things they see happening, like the chopping a, meat one we always way, go a, to. A kid who walks onto a UFO and he sees like this creature just doing like butchery on like non meat. Because probably because that's like something weird he doesn't understand that his parents. But if do. you go back to UFO sightings, even to the 20s and 30s, they're no longer they're not saucers. They're like weird. Hot air balloons with men in bizarre spacesuits right, that talk right. brokenly to you. Lots of stories, almost of like balloons. they're connecting to your consciousness as best they can to try and present themselves in a way that your brain goes, "I think I can understand what I'm looking at." It's like trying to install something for Windows on Linux. Uh, exactly. And, and I would take it. Let's go back even further. Oh yeah. Why yeah. is there so many conversations about dragons in the past? Oh, oh sure. Flying yeah. <laughs> thing in the air, burning it's bright. Reptilians, baby. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> We're not going there today. That's a a deeper hole. So the vibe with Corso's Majestic 12, though, is that they, for like 15 years, they existed. I think they still exist today, according to him, or at least till 1997, because he died in 1998. But apparently, like over 15 years, 
They like lost personnel. Some of the people in the Majestic Twelve like killed themselves. So, uh, the they they started to like not work well together. If you've seen the X Files, you can kind of see how that might happen uh, in a in a drama way. Those spoilers like, for me. Well, I just those weird guys in the X Files. <laughs> they're not the Majestic Twelve. No, but they no, kind no. of occupy the same. Yeah, of course. The cigarette guy and whatnot. Um, they got kind of like clicky. They splintered into little groups. They started chasing their own tails and doing like counter espionage on each other in like a weird personal way like oh, yeah i mean that's just true to life we all know we already know i mean especially when we talked about mk ultra and the os uh the osu and all that shit uh that they the fbi and the cia worked against each other constantly and they still do and 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 and, and basically we're in the mid-60s here go a little bit further and now we're already into how put off and ingo swan and all the work they were doing with psychic spies that they did like they did all of that all of those documents came out they're already. not even secret yeah they're, they're, like no, they're not yeah. even secret yeah um and so the idea is that's going on. The CIA and the KGB are working together. There's nobody really on the big government side that's, like, doing anything. So according to Corso's book, which he wrote, which, like, grain of salt, right? Him, it's just him and Trudeau, and they're like, we love America. We're going to try and do this right. We're going to try and, like, make something out of this, this little filing cabinet that we have. So they come up with the idea separate from the Majestic 12, who exist and kind of immediately started eating themselves right they start disseminating this within the uh different uh aerospace companies yes they go to all the the companies that already have defense contracts with us so that it's not so noticeable and they treat it just like anything else reverse engineering like when we take france's helicopter technology or whatever else we do and we let the companies keep the patents too so that there's no like there's no tra- paper trail. Yeah. So here's here's a quote about that from Math from Mathis from Corso. We start the same way this desk has always started with reports. I'll write up reports on the alien technology, just like it's an intelligence report on any piece of foreign technology. What I see, what I think the potential may be, where we might be able to develop, what company we should take it to, and what kind of contract we should draw up. I'll line up everything in the nut file, everything from what's obvious to what I can't make heads or tails out of, and I'll go to scientists with clearance who, can't, who we can trust, Oberth and Von Braun, for advice. We'll line up our defense contractors, see which ones have ongoing development contracts that allow us to feed development projects right to them. That way, the existing defense contract becomes the cover for what we're developing, and nothing is ever out of the ordinary because we're never starting up anything that hasn't already been started up in a previous contract. And we'll let the companies apply for patents themselves. Nobody will ever know. We won't even tell the companies. We're working with uh, where this technology comes from. As far as the world will know, the history of the patent is the history of the invention. Yeah, so later with Corso's report on hand after he goes to these scientists and he looks at all this stuff, uh, he and Trudeau set about forming like a little brain trust, just like they said. Like they get Oberth in there and Von Braun, who are both like paperclip guys, uh, who already kind of knew about UFOs because of where they were at with the rocket stuff. And the Nazis, things. right? Remember those Nazis we were talking about? Well, here's two confirmed Nazis that we brought uh, over. Operation Paperclip. Actually, I don't know for sure who Oberth is. I don't want to call the dude a Nazi if he's not. But Von Braun is the guy who got us to the moon. Yeah. He's the guy who had a nice, oh, happy yeah. little no, American he's a, life. He's a, he's a German, yeah. Hungarian, Romanian physicist. I, I understand that a lot of these scientists were forced to into sure the Nazi they, party. I'm sure they're not like mega. Okay, but just so you know, Von Braun would kill, the, each week they would kill the slowest Jew at the factory and hang them out front. So Von Braun can go fuck himself. That being said, he got us to the moon. But that way, uh, just, you can okay. still see him on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, but uh, so... So that's what they do. They bring in these scientists who already the, the 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 prerequisite is that you're not blowing their minds and telling them aliens are real. It's people who already maybe know mentalization, as we said. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, so they act as consultants in various different fields of expertise based on the 
possible contracted research projects Quartz was trying to start based on various pieces of tech, like the night vision goggles, the whatever else, and the various challenges NASA and the military were facing with regard to next-gen defense and space exploration and a combo of those two things like space defense. You know, uh, Corso would then go around and jumpstart all these programs himself. He wouldn't be in military outfits. He would visit the bases in plain clothes, drop off like, hey, here's a visor, here's a microchip from the aliens, because really it all fit in a filing cabinet, and all the stuff that he had to give out to these people. Um, and then vanish into a background, like just kind of never have he, there's like a scene in the book where he's like, it's a pleasure never to have met yeah, you, yeah, sir, yeah. like that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and according to Corso, this arrangement uh, was responsible for the development of tons of stuff that we use as part of modern daily life in 2023. you have the list okay. of things? Okay. I have a quick okay. list uh, of things that were covered directly. And this means this and all the stuff that came after it is right. derivative of alien tech. So night vision, transistors, microcircuitry, microwaves, lasers, fiber optics, super tenacity fibers, depleted uranium invisible artillery shell, irradiated food, portable atomics, and... The particle right, this beam is that jump from we went into World War II with tube technology and came out of it with, with like micro trips and jets. Yeah. Right? Some of it the Nazis had, and the best that he can say about that is like, well, maybe the Nazis had something too. I don't know, but we, basically, yeah, well, well, Rush says that Italy found one in 33. Uh, yeah. And then there's all the talk about the, the, the bell or whatever they called it. Is it the same craft? I don't oh, know. Oh, the weird like Glocken, whatever it's <clears> called. <throat> Well, and I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know where it ties in. I don't know. Do we tile Admiral Byrd into all of this as well? I mean, there's more Nazi stuff for you there. There's whatever so that was. It. There's yeah. so right. much I mean, that's it. the thing. It's like, well, but the, but the basic idea is there were some scientists that maybe seemed to have a similar idea to what, like, there was like the flying wing, which was like right. very similar to some of the craft that they we see. We do know Nazis were trying to make saucer-shaped yeah, crafts. Exactly. Like, that's, right. that's fact. Um, but he, he's like, I don't really know what they had. But the point is, in 1947, when we got all this extra stuff it sat in a filing cabinet for about 15 years while we were trying to figure out what the fuck to do with the majestic 12 and then uh you know we were hiding also from the cia and the kgb and then we like came up with this plan and then once we started doing this pretty much immediately shit just started like blasting off at high speeds right so here is a um on the flip side of that uh a quote from a geek wire puff piece on Battelle for a more public approved friendly version of what the company kind of sells themselves as today. And that's going to be for Centel. What year is this from? This is from like around now. Battelle is an innovative powerhouse. <clears throat> Since it was founded in Columbus in 1923, a nonprofit research organization has grown to 5.2 billion organization with 22,000 employees at 130 locations around the world. That's the military industrial complex, yeah, everybody. Yeah. That's a lot of jobs right there, including seven laboratories. It runs for the U.S. Department of Energy, bing bong, <laughs> and, uh, and Homeland Security. One of these Pacific Northwest National Laboratories is in Richmond, Washington. Battelle engineers are scientists responsible for astounding array of technological advances, which is, a, I guess, a page you can click on, yeah. including a copy machine, cruise control, the compact disc, uh, dimples on golf balls and the barcode. 
all of those things would be laser technology that they were working on then, right? Like, that's the connection there. Exactly. Uh, yet, those achievements haven't made Battelle a household name. Right. They pay a lot of money to yeah, get their name out of the press. Design. That's literally what they say. Watch. The, uh, the anatomy is partially... The anonymity. The anonymity is partially the result of the nature of its work. Government agencies and companies contact the Battelle to conduct sensitive and classified reaches. Plus, Battelle has historically had an uh, aversion to advertising and self-promotion, which makes sense since its partners are largely pay to stay in the background. Some uh, some combination of of those things have led to uh, have led us to be quite a company," said Battelle's CEO Jeff Wordsworth. <laughs> Wadsworth, good old Wadsworth. He said a quiet company. He said it led us to be a quiet company. Is how he describes. That's how they describe themselves. This is how all of this exists. And, it, and it's funny because look at the people that it's are It's not coming the only one. Lockheed now. Martin, Raytheon, all part of EG&G, it. EG&G, which is one that doesn't get all right. It's the other one. That's where the Wilson Davis memo happened in the parking lot. Nobody can know. Nobody can know. <laughs> and, well, it makes me think of Gary Nolan. You know what I mean? Who's a guy who's coming forward. It's like, yeah, I've looked at this stuff because he's had existing government contracts. Yep. Yeah. And that leads us basically right to where we are today. Uh, and for the real sort of freestyle mix-up discussion i wanted to have now where i just kind of let you guys yell at each other for the rest of the time well uh you've you've, yeah. you've you have presented the audience with such a great through absolutely because i'm gonna let you know i'm in oz now because now i'm t i'm talking about consciousness with people and what are these things connection with the dead like i'm on whitley streber level and unfortunately most people aren't there and i don't expect the, i don't expect your audience to be there but the reality of these things are true. So now let's get to the good stuff. Who are they? Where are they from? What do they want with us? What is their connection to us? Why have we been seeing these things since biblical times? Exactly. Which brings us directly to the, the Patreon. The Patreon.com. Please give me money, you one rich guy. Uh, no, this brings us to the 4chan guy and the Reddit guy. You, so you probably know about the 4chan guy, I imagine. Uh, I'm going to let you know that the 4chan guy, I think, was one of my big ontological shocks recently because as I was reading it, I was like, man, this guy's all fake. And I was like, hold on. Let's just take this with a grain of salt and say this guy's telling it. It's a really sad story. It's a really boring story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the crash retrieval guy who's dying of cancer. Oh, is he dying yeah. of cancer? Yeah, and he talks about, the like, there was another team that would take care of the bodies, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. we would come in, but they always shit on them because they're like, you're the cleanup crew. Yep, yep, and he was yep. in, like, a he, like, they would get coffee in this one weird room, which sounds like control or something like that. So, like, yeah, okay, yeah, that guy. Yeah, so basically, if you don't know what this is, uh, this has been, these two posts have been basically dominating the, like, UFO, UAP NHE, EBE, whatever you want to call them. It's been dominating EBE, this. EBE, 90s this, terms, the old terms for the like, NHIs. People are like sending me, people are sending me these links over and over like, have you, re have you read this? Have you seen sure. this? And uh, basically two legendary posts showed up earlier this year. One is from April, one is from July. One from 4chan, then the next one from yeah, Reddit. Yeah, the one on 4chan is the one you guys were just talking about. Supposedly came from an anonymous engineer and researcher with terminal cancer. Felt like sharing classified secrets with the world because we all have a right to know. Here is Santel with a little intro from that guy. We're going to read just like the little first sentence of that post right now. So that's I here. I have intimate knowledge of what the U.S. currently knows about UFOs minus the last two years. UFOs are primarily unmanned drones, which is why we don't find the bodies anymore. Yeah, but that was more in the 40s and 50s. UFOs are built to spec each time they're deployed. Uh, 
Is this the, he's the guy who talks about the cra- the thing in the Bermuda Triangle? Mm-hmm. UFOs are created by a mobile construction facility that hides in the ocean. Construction facility des- uh, destroys anything that comes close to it and will disappear for days when approached aggressively. You mean like the Bermuda Triangle? <laughs> U.S. believes the facility has been active on Earth for at least a hundred years or much longer. Which is a weird number because John Mack said his, that breeding program was 100 years old. Uh, fire away questions. I'll answer what I can and you won't be disappointed. So that's the first post. It's a lot about vehicles and it has some pretty crazy like myth- larger mythology implications too. Well, that's – but again, Tom DeLonge came out in 2016 and people said this is nonsense. And then all of this credible evidence said he was having the conversations with the people. And what he's talking about is Greek. God. Oh, yeah. I think Tom DeLonge was necessary. I also think he's probably partially, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but a useful idiot. I think he's, uh, not that he's stupid, but the people, much like a lot of the time, are probably feeding him truth mixed with fiction or lies. Hillary and Podesta were going to use this rock star to be part of their disclosure, and it all went kapooey because this guy named Trump won. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, okay, so that's the first one. The July one was on Reddit. It was a fairly similar concept, minus the terminal disease angle, I think. No, yeah, no terminal disease angle. His, his post basically began by saying, listen, I realize well, I'm posting— Hold on, we're going to literally read it. But he, the whole he, thing? No, just that—literally just his intro. Okay. Uh, but uh, that'll take 20 minutes. This one is more about genetics and biology uh, than spaceships. Uh, there's plenty of comments on the thread from other biologists and geneticists that, are, that seem to imply that regardless of whether like, the stuff that could be fictional is true— he is at least somebody who absolutely is an expert in the is, field. Is he, conf- uh, is he confirming the abduction phenomenon or not? No, no, he's not. So he, he's, he had a very specific job. And uh, yeah, to give context, a little bit more context, like geneticists not only came in to be like, oh, he's talking truth. They grilled him first. They were asking him questions and he answered them instantly with answers that were scientifically accurate to knowledge within genetics. So they said, if he's LARPing, if he's making it up, the dude should write fiction. He should write fiction. And, and that right there, that explanation is why people dislike Bob Lazar. Because Bob Lazar doesn't, can't talk about the math with people. He's like a fucking beer drinking dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but okay, this is that guy's intro. So, uh, oh, yeah, so I'll get context to this as well, but I'll, let me read this first. It seems like all my comments are being deleted. They weren't. I'll get to that in a second. I will post answers at the end of the, of the message. From the late 2000s to mid-2010s, I worked as a molecular biologist for a national security contractor in a program to study exobiospheric organisms, EBOs. The name of the program was to elucidate the genome and proteome basis of these organisms. Although the study of OBCs has been going on for decades in other programs, the new high-throughput DNA sequencing technologies of the late 90s unblocked stagnant research in this area. They put this shit on a shelf. They don't know what to do with it. Technology comes there, and they're like, oh, fuck, we can read its genome now. Yep, yep. Since then, several breakthroughs have led to significant advances in our understanding of the genome and uh, proteome of these beings. What we've learned so far has enabled us to outline some disconcerting perspectives about our place in this universe. Briefly, we've discovered that the EBO genome is a chimera of genomes from our biosphere and from an unknown one. They are artificial, ephemeral, and disposable organisms created for a purpose that are partially that still partially eludes us. So grays are basically half biotic, half cybernetic in a way. I'll be substantiating my statements after a brief introduction. What he meant by his comments being deleted and the mods would co- were coming in to try and figure it out, he was shadow banned on the back end. And then none of the mods – and all the mods were logged in 
were doing it. And they were trying to figure it out. Wow. Nine hours later, the mods came in and they were like, I don't know what happened, but his count was deleted. And all we can tell is it was done not by him, not by us. Somebody, above somebody us. in the admin yeah. section deleted him. Uh, it's, a, it's not a lot to take in, but it's so interesting. It is when you read the when whole post. Well, it, it's interesting because here we have individuals, the moderators of this being like, this isn't something we did. And most people will poo poo that, but it's like, that's, this is the secrecy behind all of this, yeah. right? Like, that is that other entity that reaches out. Yeah. We know Reddit has been, you know, uh, not just in the UFO world, in gen- but in general, like, there's people in the intelligence communities that obviously troll the area to look for if anybody's fucking spilling secrets. Right. I mean, the dude who's 21 who spilled it on Discord, <laughs> like, uh, but even though he was an idiot and got himself caught. Right. But, but it's so interesting because it's like, those are the individuals that would have these things. Uh, did you see that movie about the guy who talked about – it's a documentary. He talked about being in a, a sexual relationship with these beings. Oh, yeah. yeah. The guy who paints them? Yeah. Yeah. We he that. talked about – he was given a plastic bag that had a gray inside of it, and it was he was like, uh, please take this out of my hand. Yeah, yeah. and that also makes sense as well because – uh, back to that War of the Worlds idea, you would need to have a genetic makeup to be able to be on this Earth. So maybe that being that was in Virginia wasn't part of this Earth, like was a thing from another place. So the the, the thing with the with the Reddit post, I mean, uh, particularly, is the man goes into their their uh, biology from muscle musculature. No, like so, you know how they all always smell like sulfur and they smell weird. The reason is, if we believe this to be true, and you t- again take it with a grain of salt, photosynthesize their own food. No, they 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 have a mouth, but they don't have like teeth. They don't have vocal cords. When they make noise, it's a vibration of their lungs. Oh, also, really quick, really quick, we're gonna put both of these links into the show notes for this show. Yeah. So that you guys, while you're listening to this, if you want to whip out your phone and look over these two very very long posts, and also like trigger warning on the. On the on the 4chan bit, because there are some fuckers yeah, on there. Yeah, guys, 4chan's still shitty, okay? So, like, just be careful on there, okay? So, yeah, so basically what he says is they have no genitals. They don't have, like, a, an ass. They don't have a penis or a vagina. What they do to excrete their waste is through the pores of their skin. It, it kind of secretes through the millions and millions of pores, and that gives a stench of like sulfur, and because they have a high copper intake. Kind of what what's uh, what uh, is in the Cor- uh, Corso book too. Well, but yeah, but I'm also thinking about like Bigfoot right now because doesn't Bigfoot also have a weird smell? Well, like a giraffe. Well, uh, yeah, a giraffe also at, has a weird smell. We talked about UFO you know I mean? flaps, and the, you know we're looking at also weird appearances, right. which is the idea of like maybe these things are ripping open consciousness enough time where like these things can just kind of fall out of them. But that tracks with me because. Uh, the interdimensionality of all of this because of the the connection to you uh, to nuclear power and wherever we drop these bombs we have no idea what's happening on a molecular level in other places no and no that's, i have I had that same exact thought yeah. right you know if we fuck up whoville in some other dimension right and horton hears a who and we don't know where consciousness is and we don't know where consciousness is located Okay. Oh, okay. Let me. So that lead, let me. Let me give you. A, I'm going to go on a, my long little thing here. Okay. And I want to hear your thoughts on this. Um, but before I do that, last bits of like important aspects of like these creatures in terms of like their physicality. Their gray skin is not gray skin, and there's a reason it looks so fly, uh, slimy or, or like reflective because it's a biofilm that they wear over their skin, which has been there and since they, Corso too. Yeah. yeah. And so under there, they're pale white. They have no imperfections on their body, minus where the elbows bend and like the knees bend. And their eyes look like human eyes, but they're three times as big. They're just like really fucking huge. And the black is, a, again, a biofilm that peels 
off. It protect we they think it protects them maybe from like our atmosphere or wind or who fucking knows. But it's also waterproof I mean, to the point where it like rolls off of it like it will ducks back. So the, he goes in again. He we'll we'll go through this more, but he goes in great detail of like the sequencing of the genome. When he says it's like a, a chimera mix, he says we yeah the biosphere is of Earth animals and the other biosphere we don't understand of their genetics. But if that's true, then that would and my, this is my theory. Of course, it's like not come from this post that explains animal mutilation because if they're self replicating little drones and they need to create that that genetic. DNA to create more of them and half is just DNA from animals on earth just fucking scoop it out from wherever you can get it and now you can make more and and mind you that's also the weirdness of all of this UFOs are real so now I then need to look at all of these other things yes yeah, and see what the, uh, makes sense. Uh, the uh, animal mutilation phenomenon yeah. is very real one of the things yeah, uh, that is that one of the super things that Corso gets into in his book like about the tech because the back half of the book is like very much not a story and is more just like, here's the history of lasers, like including the alien part, right? And according to him, like the they were calling them light beams that were so focused that you couldn't see them until they hit a target. That's yep. all they were seeing. Yep. And they were saying these things could cut so perfectly and that they were the yeah, and they were the actual explanation for these uh yeah it was just like a light beam that happens and then all of a sudden the thing is just like slurped out like according to them according to corso you mean like like the rocks from egypt yeah like according <laughs> yeah, to according yes. to corso the cattle mutilation lasers are directly related to all laser technology on it yeah that makes sense to me so the thing i want to rant about before we talk about like their biology is when he was he was saying when he gets brought in you get debriefed and you get a little bit of info basically from the different research areas of where this thing is happening and one interesting one was uh one of the people they have hired he was like interviewing or interrogating he's not sure how but he was in contact with one of these beings and they're trying to figure out why they're here and as far as and he even says in this post like you're gonna take this with a grain of salt i'm not sure i even believe it as you do you have it uh right here alex so let me read this ebos believe that the soul is not an extension of the individual but rather a fundamental characteristic of nature that expresses itself as a field not unlike gravity in the presence of life this field acquires complexity resulting in negative entropy if that makes sense and for that people who may not know what that means it's almost like a positive feedback loop entropy is the decaying and death of something so negative entropy would be just the, the opposite of that this gain in complexity is directly correlated with the concentration of living organisms in a given location. With time and with the right conditions, life in turn becomes more complex until the appearance of sentient life. So consciousness pops up everywhere. If, if, if the conditions are right and, and, and life is allowed to go long enough where it happens. Okay. Uh, after re reaching this threshold, the field begins to express itself through these sentient life forms, forming what we would call the soul. Through their life experiences, sentient beings will in turn influence the field in a sort of positive feedback loop. Karma. Yeah, in a way, this is in turn this in turn further accelerates the complexity of the of the field and eventually when the field reaches a critical mass which is in quotes, there will be a sort of ap uh, apotheosis event. It's not clear what this means in practical terms. Yeah, yeah, but this quest for apotheosis seems to be what the EBO, EBO's main motivation you is. You know about Evangelion? Oh, I love it. I love Evangelion! <laughs> I watched that in high school and it ruined me. <sighs> the author of the document added his reflections and interpretations as an appendix. He specified that for them, the soul field is not a belief but an obvious truth. He also argues that the soul loses its individuality after death, but that memory and experience persist as part of the field. Mm. 
This fact would influence the philosophy and culture of these EBOs, resulting in a society that doesn't fear death, but which places no importance or reverence on individuality. This belief compels them to seed life, shape it, nurture it, monitor it, and influence it for the ultimate purpose of creating this apotheosis. Paradoxically, they have little or no respect for an individual's well-being, which makes total sense if we're believing all this to be right. true. Right, we, we are cattle. Literally, and like we are part of something so much bigger that if we die, it's just going back into the field anyway. And it makes it so interesting because much like ants make an ant colony in bees, what is human consciousness building? Like, what exactly. is all this technology? What is it all leading to? We have no idea. And he, then he goes on to say, like, please be advised that I'm speaking from memory of something I read more than 10 years ago, so take the following with a grain of salt. Also, I'm not a philosopher or an artist, so please excuse my struggle to properly formulate the concepts in my dry terminology. Finally, note that this information comes from a document whose author was directly interacting with an EBO. It is not specified whether it was an ambassador, a crash survivor, or a prisoner. This means the means of communication were also not specified. That means that we also have all three of those. Yeah. Sometimes they're victims and we help them. Sometimes we, they're prisoners because we have means of taking them down. Yeah. And sometimes they send ambassadors. Yeah, and at the very end, he says where he worked. But and he tell said, National Biofence <laughs> Institute. He says they had four bodies, but not in a way you would imagine where they were perfectly preserved. He goes, they looked like what you would imagine a motorcycle accident looks like. Like just gnarled, destroyed remnants of what their bodies were. And that's... What the, that's what he was working on when trying to figure out the sequence. You mean like Evangelion where they got that giant monster with a fucking yeah, spear yeah, inside yeah, of it? Got fucking, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so go to the part where it talks about their bodies, Alex, and we can just talk a little bit about the part. I mean, yeah, yeah. This is, but this is part of this transformation and the weirdness of all of this. You know, I was, I mean, I was an atheist at like 11. You yeah, know what too. I mean? Me too. And to hear about these things... But mind you, what we're talking about is the scientific proof of the soul. What we're talking about is what occultists talk about energy and that it yeah. right it and doesn't go saying, anywhere. He doesn't have evidence of it; just notes of somebody who talked to an EBO, and he doesn't know how that was, conversation even happened. So it's like there's no evidence; it's hearsay. What he says he's looked at was this stuff, other looked, than all the people that have channeled beings and they, this is what they've told yeah, them. Yeah, but see, that stuff is like for people, and I understand is like it's not it's not enough evidence for them, it, right? Because it could okay. just be just them lying or whatever. And there are people who who go to like mass and start speaking tongues, and is that really God talking through them, or is that just them falling into that? Totally heard. But this stuff is like what he says he worked with. So he's like morphologically, they're very similar to the grays that we understand from folklore. About 150 centimeters in height, two arms, two legs ahead uh, but there's notable differences the gray skin that is often described in folklore is in fact a biosynthetic film which likely serves to protect the ebo from hostile environment it doesn't provide effective protection against temperature changes but it does offer adequate protection against the passage of liquids it's possible that this film uh, confers other advantages but my knowledge on the subject is limited under the gray film, the epidermis is rather white, and the texture is very regular without any hair. We do not see any defect other than the folds near the joints. It's described as greasy in one report, but that's not something I've observed. The same report st uh, states that a strong, lingering smell of burnt hair and ammonia is present when the film is removed. There are a lot of those p of pores on the skin, crossing from the epidermis to a gland in the hypodermis. These glands and pores are the terminal part of the excretory uh, pseudoiferous pseudo system, which could explain the previously mentioned smell. Yeah, he has a shit and piss through their skin. Uh, it's so funny when we're talking about their their uniforms. You know, in the fifties, they would have these like outfits. 
like, all right, so 50 years later, the outfits are now skin tight. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's better. And they like get rid of them and they throw them away. And it's like, they, maybe this is where they got it. You from. know what else is kind of interesting is that one of the technologies I was reading about this. I don't remember where it was. I think it might've been on, but like that same geek wire article about the technology that was originally used. I think in that same article where he was like, we're a quiet company. He was talking about how the tech that when you have to go through the big metal detector in the middle at the airport where you got to put your arms up and you can like see like anything on your body, that those were originally invented to create a pair of jeans that you could put on and not get off. Okay. Very weird. But I mean, just thinking about this skin that you're talking about, this like biosynthetic film, this biosynthetic skin that like is perfectly around your body, right? Just and the fact that Battelle has a machine that can make jeans that fit your body so snugly oh, that you can't yeah, take them the off. The military would love that. Yeah, here's some here's some jeans. You never have to take them off. You can piss and shit all you want into them. And we knew about the jean machine more before we knew about the alien skin from this. Dude, you kill each other. If I mean, couldn't jerk off. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I can't get in my dick. Uh, fuck. I want to just fuck these things. I mean, I would. Granted, uh, it's from also like straight out of Corso, but you know, it is still. Yeah. So the re- let's get the brain part. The brain is tetraspheric, i.e. composed of four major sections. The sections are separated by transverse and longitudinal fissures and are connected to the central lobe, which acts as a brainstem and cerebellum. The volume of the brain is around 20% superior to that of a man of the same height. It has a much more pronounced level of gyrification than an average human. Moreover, the ratio of glial cells to neurons is also slightly higher than humans. Uh, it is important to mention the presence of nodules on the central lobe. Histo- histological analysis of these structures reveals a kind of intricate biological circuitry. It is speculated that these nodules are essential to interact with their technology. Consequently, determining the proteome of these structures is an absolute priority for the program. So, you know, they have these nodes in their brains that it might be what is allowing them to control the ships. And it also goes back to what you were saying about those headbands, um, yep. because it, one thing I thought that was interesting in 1997 was that Corso was like, that already exists in helicopters to a point now. Right, with the, gun, with the guns inside of the helmets yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, what we're talking about here are these grays, and we're talking about them as this half biological, half technological thing. Does he talk about... Any of the other litmus of beings that people talk about? No, the weird mantises, the blue, uh, the 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 ones that look the ones that look like Germans, like any of that stuff. No, he was very much only studying this. Like again, he he's talks like, of, you know, br- you know, it's everybody broke into little groups. Yeah, with one he, job. Yeah. yeah, he he was there specifically to try and figure out their genome. But to be fair, though, wouldn't you send? Drone people wouldn't right if we well were, that's like the thing. If we Grays were, have always been enacted even in like the fifties these like semi up, 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 like just doing what I'm told to do really bad at figuring out like the zipper on Betty White's like dress weird shit they've always seemed like sort of like automatic but they're still obviously some sort of some sort of alive and what he says is their DNA unlike human DNA which is ninety nine percent junk because of just evolutionary dead ends over the course of millions of years. These guys have no uh, evolutionary dead ends. Not only that, it's so simple. It's only four pieces, and it's, like, perfect. No way would nature create something so perfect so simply. But it also means that they are, like, being created by something. But they're, yeah, they're like your homebrew PC. They they, just add the better things to it. Yeah, yeah, it's just they're very, very simple creatures in a lot of ways. Uh, But who's making them? And also, did they make us? So... 
that we'll get. Uh, we will talk about that because that's that's the thing that I feel like. The- well, it, he doesn't talk about it. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't know if they were making us or not. But if these things are here to study the apotheosis of whatever this is, I would imagine that. They probably have this little study going more than just on Earth. For sure. Like wherever it is. And we're not special. Maybe we nuke ourselves out of existence before we can achieve it. And we're one of their failed experiments. Who fucking knows? So uh, it says the presence of TPR, which is some part of the uh, – it says TPR serves as a unique address not only for numerological identifying of a gene, but also for identifying its chromosomal location. So it's just like the way they locate things. Once again, the presence of TPR cannot be explained by evolutionary pressure, but only by genetic engineering on a genomic scale. And if you think about today in 2023, we're just cracking open the door to gen- uh, gen- uh, genetic engineering with CRISPR That's stuff. tripalindromic region. Uh, that's the that's like TPR a- stands for tripalindromic region, which means means the genome reads the same both ways. Uh, TPR opens the door to several possibilities. One of them suggests that ebiogeneticists can insert or remove a gene from a cell in a way that is far more targeted and efficient than our, our technology currently allows. No proteins have been identified in the EBO genome that interacts with TPR. Rather, we believe that these proteins are exclusively targeted by external genetic engineering tools, probably used at the zygotic stage of embryotic development. Wow. The nature of these tools is unclear, but we definitely don't have anything like them. The probable absence of these proteins from the genome is a further indication of their artificiality. Given the high probability of artificiality of their genome and the apparent ease of modifying it with biomolecular tools, it's not out of the question that there could be polymorphism between individuals depending on their role and function. So they're built to spec like the ships. In other words, an individual could be genetically designed to have characteristics that give it an advantage in performing a given task, like soldier ants and worker ants in an anthill. Note that these previous statements are speculation. To my knowledge, only one individual genome has been sequenced. I can't make a definitive statement on genetic variation between individuals. It's also interesting and kind of makes sense why now looking at this, that these people always say that they're in like reverse engineering rather than like just biology, because it's like, this isn't a, like a living creature in the way that we were made It's possible from, they're being created yeah. by AI. And exactly. It, and it also makes me wonder if that's why uh, Kristen Gillibrand keeps saying things like, oh, the guy, uh, Kirkpatrick, he's a good man. Because he said categorically, nope, this ain't from space, this ain't. Now, you know what's funny about he him? He poo that stuff, but I wonder if like really what he's talking about is like, yeah, this ain't from there. It's you know, from here. You know something I learned and I, I didn't pick up on initially? Uh, when Kirkpatrick was doing his hearings, he was not sworn in. He was not, not sworn in. No. But Grush was. Yep. Yep. And yeah, they, that's and really they, weird. But Corbell had to fight for them to be that. And there were supposed to be three more witnesses that day. Yes, there were supposed to be three more. and They didn't was... get the skiff. They didn't get any of the stuff Yeah, they that put they in for a skiff immediately after that, and they got denied. Um, and there was another congressman who stepped down, and she's like, no more hearings. He said, no more, period. And guess where he's the huge amount of money comes from? Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Coldheart said, that if the thing doesn't go through with this um... – uh, Schumer bill. Yeah, the that, Schumer bill that's modeled after the JFK disclosure bill, by the way. Right, that this all goes back, that this never comes, this just goes away forever. I mean, at that point, then I'm like, at what point does somebody need to just be the bigger person and step forward with the evidence and ruin their life? Because, like, somebody will do it and he'll be 20, you know, he's going to be some 22 year old. You know what I mean? It's going to be sad, but I mean, yeah. That's the only way it'll happen. Uh, he goes on to talk about, like, really, really high genetic stuff that makes no sense to me. But those smart people on Reddit that actually know about it, they know about it. I'm going to read a little bit of it so you, maybe there's somebody out there who knows. Uh, he goes, I've talked about intergenetic regions. Now I'll briefly discuss intragenic sequences briefly because there's not a lot less to. St- 
because there's not a lot less to say despite its obvious importance. Much like ours, their genes have silencers, enhancers, promoters, five UTRs, exons, introns, three UTRs, etc. There are many genes analogous to ours, which is not surprising given the compatibility of our cellular machinery. What's disturbing is that some genes correspond directly nucleotide by nucleotide with known human genes or even some animal genes. For these genes, there doesn't seem to be any artificial refinement, but rather a crude copying and pasting. Why they do it is nebulous and still subject to conjecture. There are also many genes which are not found in our biosphere whose role has not been identified. Finding the purpose of these novel genes is one of the aims of the program. I'd like to note before going any further that this is that this heterogeneity of genes of known and unknown origin is an undeniable proof of the artificiality of EBOs. I just keep thinking about ancient aliens. I keep thinking. I keep. I keep thinking like the right. I watched that video of Graham Hancock. He talked to the guy who translated the Bible for uh, the Pope, and he was like, "Oh, Elohim are beings from." Are literally space beings, right? Dude, and then it's like what, what people it's don't like, realize is like the Nazarene conven- uh, con- con- uh, convention or whatever is it called. The thing they all came together and had to agree on a translation of the Bible that would go to the public. So even when the first Bible was published by the Nazarene, uh, I, I, I don't think as a council, yeah. it was still edited and, and, and translated in a way they thought would be best for the public. And then you have the King James version, the, 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 just like the, there's like four or five different Bible versions out I there. I just keep thinking about these chimeras with their multiple yeah, yeah. DNAs and some, some being called Elohim being like, these guys are bad. You can't be friends with these guys. You got to do this on your own. I'll help you. Follow me, Follow mister. Me. I mean, I don't want to get too heady about it, but I feel like I've been practicing to give this speech all weekend. We went to Indie PopCon this weekend, and I'm you, just... You've been saying this in the mirror? You've been saying this to yourself a whole bunch? Just like Trump's, like, mugshot practicing no. in the mirror? We've just been talking about aliens. We've just been talking about aliens a lot, because everybody's there to talk to us about the show that we do, right? Sure. But basically, the thing that I'm thinking about with this stuff, about this idea of these little sort of built to spec, sort of half AI, half biological Whatever it is they things. are. Right. I, I was using the analogy of a comic book. Right. And I think right. it's kind of a good analogy if we're thinking about something from outside of our plane or outside of our... Outside we're not of known say science. And I want to yeah. make it clear too. Like this is all happening with the idea of this soft kind of idea of like, they're not aliens, they're NHI, they might be from something else. And I talked about this at, you know, at Indie PopCon, the past two to three years in the, in the breakthroughs of quantum mechanics alone that earn Nobel prizes, the proof that reality isn't locally real as we understand everything it. everywhere all at once yeah, is it, accurate, it, you know, in a very like reductive way. I mean, yeah, yeah. But like being able to vibrate a 16 microgram size of sapphire into quantum superposition for the first time to, we create a black hole the size of an atom for a millisecond which means we can pierce the fabric of space time like all that stuff that's you know feeds into you know, that's really strange it's wooey woo but it might just be another aspect of science and and uh reality that is just we don't understand and i i definitely stole this from grant morrison who's one of my favorite comic sure book absolutely writers. but they really are like quite an interesting individual and uh they do a lot of researching and 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 reading and just talking about this kind of stuff, but kind of through a more spiritual lens. But like, if you think about dimensions, comic books are in the second dimension, right? We're, we're three dimensional beings. We can look at the comic book. We can like outside of the world of the comic book, sort of like we have the whole world of the comic book in our hands encapsulated. something we can freely manipulate. We can go 
see the beginning of the story. We can go see the middle of the story at any time. And because of our, you know, three-dimensional sort of nature, we can also, we can't walk, we can't, I can't talk to Superman with my three-dimensional body, but I can draw myself talking it, to yeah. Superman. It's an interesting like, way to look at it. it works because like, I use a drawing to talk to another yeah, drawing, yeah. right? Yeah. So if you, if I'm a human, or, and if, or if, I'm a, if we're the comic book, and there's out there the aliens reading us, and they are experience reality outside of our. Well, yeah, time they can they can manipulate or move through so the fabric of space and time. So maybe these because we know it's the same thing. So maybe the these thing. sort of because they can't come in here. Maybe they're these are kind of like their drawn comic book characters in our world where it's almost yeah. like a diving suit. Yeah. For not even their consciousness, but like their uh, will. It's a fun because they can't process. bring it's like their a thought, fun thought experiment. Yeah. The interdimensionality part of it, I think, speaks to where science is going. There's also a weird time travel element to all of this that i do wonder what is its connection to time us? travel is there a... destroying element well yeah. but because we find our dna in there so like you know what i mean are we coming is this humanity yeah. coming back because these beings keep telling us stop fucking with nukes what if i, like, I mean but here's another one that's i find almost more real more realistic instead of like et's from another world what if they're just from earth like, what if they're terrestrial and they lived or survived sure, through... the ultra-terrestrials. Yeah, they, they, they're, they've just like under the water. My comic book is right there on yeah. the shelf, and that's on Earth, too. The planet is a majority water. We're the apes that inhabit the small piece of the world that isn't water. And we started, and, and, and I'm wondering, because he talks about... Blowing each right, other he up. he talks about the genes that we have uh, in connection, and we know that we have many of those aquatic mammal yeah. genes and stuff like that, yeah, and yeah. we don't know where that is. It's interesting to think... Maybe they are a peaceful fucking race because they came like dolphin people. They yeah, never, yeah. You know, they were never able to make destroy. They were never able to make bombs. They couldn't like light things on fire. So they like evolved this fucking way. Yeah, it's very possible. Like, who knows like what a- any species of evolutionary path would be. We're very and have been territorial since like ape land, ape times. And like that just hasn't stopped. We just learned how to like mostly ignore it or try to right we're still in the same art software we keep updating with all these modules and cell phones and playstation 5s that we attach to ourselves but the hardware is still hundred thousand years old two hundred thousand years i mean whatever number you put back humanity i I think it's way fucking old but like that's on me so yeah still feeling crappy and dehydrated over here but (laughs) right right. well it's very hot in here thank you so much for doing yeah no worries it's like throwing a phone at a a, a pack of monkeys too because they're like if they crash something accidental purposefully prime directive yeah like well i mean but isn't that 2001 that's exactly what it is cell phone falls down and the monkeys are like what do we do with this i mean true yeah yeah, yeah. i mean right i I don't i don't think i'm the first person to make that analogy but like here like i have the monolith it's right here in my pocket i'm holding it right now that's not even an analogy. That's what's happening sure. in the movie. And if time is is like non-existent and it, it is all at once happening at all times, and maybe there's infinite variations of it that all sit on top of each other because we just don't understand. Like that means, you know, in our 3D reality or how we live our lives now, our brain is built to understand uh, our existence in a linear fashion, just in a, a front to back, young to old. We do not get to see it all. And if that's the case, but time is happening all the time, you and I have had this conversation infinite times and yeah, we continue right. to have this conversation infinite times. Maybe that's just the reality of how existence is and we would never know. Um, I don't know. It's just there's so many with science and especially with quantum mechanics, things just start falling apart in a fascinating way. Well, I, I think that the more we look to the future, we look to the past. I think that in esoteric literature, there is the fifth element, 
whatever this ether is. And I think in the past we used these terms because we didn't know what it is. I think it's going to be consciousness. And whenever we find out, we can't measure. We know gravity's there, but we don't. I mean, consciousness is already starting to express itself in science now. And it is, especially because, I mean, look at the double slit experiments that are going on. Exactly. Dude, people like, like when I, I taught my therapist, I told her, I was like, have you heard of the double the, the slit experiment from 1899 that kind of sort of kicked it off? And she's so like, no. do we have to talk about vaginas again? And I'm like, no, not this <laughs> okay, time. I promise. Okay, okay. <laughs> What's the slit <laughs> experiment? <laughs> but it's wild that light is both two things at the same time that it, according to our unknown physics, should not be. Like, that's just not how it is. But right. it is. Right. It's just the truth of reality. It's just on a macro scale, it's not noticeable in a way that it is when you get really small. So we've reached now in our conversation what I call the Fasciani point. Uh, I'm, I'm calling it that because it's a thing that I say. When you're talking about something, eventually you reach the Fasciani point where you just start talking about the nature of reality. Yes. And then, and then you could just be talking about anything. I, I was about to say, yeah, I think we're coming to this. I think we're coming to the conclusion of this one because anything else that we're doubling down on, we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. and now we need to start talking about how we as humanity are going to process this information on a on a physical, on a mental, and unfortunately, whatever this idea means to you on a spiritual level because Lou Elizondo talked about reality being like the, the cherry of a cigarette and that we're unaware of the past and the future, but that it all kind of goes there and that these non-human intelligences can insert themselves into this part of it. So if that is the case, we have to rethink all of this. We have to think reality as as a rule. Reality. I mean, isn't what we believe it to be. The problem is it is impossible to conceptualize. Yeah. It's like, we we get excited about it, I think, because it's impossible to conceptualize, but we like that. Like, that reality isn't this sort of, like, defined thing. And it's not it's, – again, it's not fantasy. We are proving it time and again with quantum mechanics that reality is a lot more weird. I mean, in order to keep track of time in the area where they keep, like, atomic clocks and stuff, they have, like, six or seven different clocks that keep track of time in different ways because none of them ever sync up properly. Right. And then they have to average – what they consider that time right there on the computer. And, and that said, right, we don't have all the answers right now. No. Like, a lot of these things are us kind of... We're on the verge of something yes. we're running. We're running very fast and far with some very interesting baton. Right. Exactly. But the interesting thing is that UFOs or looking at Shutter Island reviews has brought you to the Facciani point. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the interesting <laughs> part of all of this. That what we're talking, what we're, you know, where all this gets back to is like, right, where we started is in like the Jetsons world. And now it's like, well, light the fucking incense and let's get our robes, boys, because it's time to talk to the stars. Exactly right. And though, and and, and on the flip side of that, I also want to keep us humble. I do want to remind everybody listening and us even in the room here that the stuff that we're running wild with, I mean, other than the things, the few things that we have that are very cut and dry. Tangential there. Yeah, like hard coded stuff you know like most of this stuff is still very much stuff that we're pulling off a fucking reddit thread the or government website of, to be fair a lot of it some of it yes but i mean we're not in a world where every answer is out there about the I nature appreci- of I, aliens. I appreciate you having to be like hey let's do this but don't sandbag yourself too i'm not hard trying either. to sandbag myself i just want to be clear that we are in the realm of the truth but we are not we hard are facts. Listen, yeah. and everyone's going to listen to this, and you're really going to think about this. Well, they're locked onto one thing that they disagree right. with. Right, of just course, make it the of whole course. Thing. Listen, bro, internet hates I me. I totally I hear you. And I'll, yeah. Me too. The point of this is, 
as you take this information and synthesize it into your life, be good to the people that are around you. <laughs> Drink water. Take care of yourself. You're still a human. You have to work tomorrow. Yep. Yep. All of that stuff doesn't change. Uh, none of that changes. But do with this information what you will and allow it to change you. Allow these things to think with you because what we're talking about is that our existence is more than just this life. It is more than just this plane. It is more than just this dimension. Move forward with that information knowing that the decisions you make will last in eternity. Not in a bad way and not in a metaphysical Christian way or anything like that. But just know that the world is going to open up and it's going to blow your mind. And then you still got to go to work tomorrow. And do your due diligence. If you don't believe us and like want to poo-poo us, do the due diligence we did. Go do the research. Read articles. Find the science, other scientists that looked at this and they have a different look at it. Like go above and beyond and like really put the time in because we're not jumping at this at like a wiki page and being like, oh, everything's weird. This is hundreds of hours and years of reading and like watching government hearings and reading different documents that leak and come out. Like it's worth going into, so you are fully informed on your opinion as well. And be well. willing to learn, and be willing to change your mind based on information, and be willing to uh, let go of things. Like I know it's kind of a journey for people sometimes. Like it's the part of facts and science that becomes almost like a spiritual journey because you're going so far into unfamiliar territory. You're going so far out on a limb sometimes that it's hard to let go of things that you find like. Let's say Grush turns out to be a fucking liar, right? Like, let's, let's, if, it, if he is one, let's let him be one. And if he's not one, let's actually but listen like to Michio him. But like Michio Kaku said, there has been a changing of the guard. No longer are we t- saying when grandpa says, I saw lights in the sky, we say, great, fucking prove it, right? The government needs to address this. And if this is not real and this is ours, they need to say it because what I believe is that they have lied to us about the nature of our reality and the nature of human history. Well, I, I agree. And when I've said this before, too, like even if it ends up being hidden tech of theirs, it's our tax money that is being hidden away. hundred <laughs> percent. And I still need to know what you're doing with all this weird shit that I it's our money. We fund this shit. Right. And if any part of what Grush has said. There has been a secrecy around keeping this technology secret, and people have died over it. And that ties into Rendlesham Forest stuff, where those guys got fucking their brains fried and can't get medical. And they all saw something, but there was a unique personal part to each one of their sightings. Yes. Fucking fascinating. Yeah, um, however, before we close out today, in the, in the first of all, I want to say there's a lot more to dive into here just about Battelle, which I sort of realized as I went into it, we could like go straight into Battelle as a topic, like in a very like more fact-based way. More I emailed them. They never got back to me. Of course me. they didn't email you back. I can't believe you emailed them. Of course, of course I did. Of course you did. I don't give a shit. So if you're out there listening to this and you're like, I want a Battelle episode soon, ask me for more on Battelle. Uh, go on Twitter, go on the, go on the subreddit at r slash Pod or Patreon at patreon.com slash Pod. Go on there. Ask me for a Battelle episode. I'll consider doing a follow-up in the future. Maybe we can even have Santel back on again to talk about more. I'm sure people are going to enjoy this, I think, for the most part. Uh, anytime me and Mathis said the same word at the same time, Google those things. Yeah. <laughs> anytime we both said yup after something, Google whatever the last five words were as a starting place. However, to close us out, uh, to uh, bring the spirit of Jesse Cox to this show, uh, just, at, just at the end, Mathis is now going to read us an excerpt uh, to put a little button. 
a button on the story of Corso specifically. Okay, cool. Uh, from an article written back on November 16th, 1997. By uh, whom do we know? In the LA Times by Ann W. O'Neill. It's just like a, it was like an overview of some things in the, it's like, almost like an entertainment uh this is a CIA plant. They plant them up all over okay. the media to prove this stuff. This was just after the day after Roswell was published. Uh, this this also has some updates on like Pulp Fiction and some other things. <laughs> sure. This article sure. is called "A Tale of Ghost Riders and Alien Landings." And Mathis is going to read us a little excerpt. The truth is out there. When you're promoting your life story, especially when that story turns into a bestseller about flying saucers, it's not a good idea to let your son butt in on the press junket, assault the publicist, and threaten the life of the producer who owns the movie rights. That's allegedly what happened after C- Colonel Philip J. Corso's ghostwritten memoir, The Day After Roswell, was published this summer, according to a lawsuit filed in Los Angeles Superior Court. Named as defendants are Colonel Corso and his son, Philip Jr., accused by producer Neil Russell of failing to promote the book after a dispute over money. The hardback spent three weeks in August on the New York Times bestseller list, rising to number 12 before dropping off the radar. A favorite of UFO buffs, it propounds, uh, yeah, it propounds that the, the laser, the microchip, and fiber optics were developed from technology gleamed from an alien spacecraft that gl- crashed 50 years ago in the desert near Roswell, New Mexico. During a 21-year military career, Corso was a key intelligence officer who served on General Douglas MacArthur's staff uh, in Korea and as a national security advisor to President Dwight D. Eisenhower. Russell says in his suit that he bought the rights to Corso's life story in 1992, then decided it would be lucrative to publish a book and then release a movie version. The dispute began at a meeting in April or May when, the suit states, Corso's son demanded extraordinary amounts of money pending the book's release. Afterward, the suit contends Corso Jr. interfered with interviews, assaulted Russell and Simon and Schuster publicist, and threatened Russell's life, all at the colonel's behest. The colonel, meanwhile, is accused of trying to negotiate a better movie deal with someone else. Because of the Corso's behavior, the suit alleges Simon and Schuster and its pocketbook divisions canceled negotiations for future book deals. Russell and his production company are seeking unspecified damages, as well as punitive damages and a restraining order preventing the Corsos from calling a th- or, uh, or threatening the Russell family. Do we know how that worked out in court? Uh, it didn't go all the way through. Okay, that's important also to know. Though this did happen. No, no, 100%. What, I just, what you just read to me is that a human being wanted more yeah. ego and yeah. more human being money, yeah. who said, this is going to be the biggest story in the world. My dad needs everything. Yeah. Uh, and wait, 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 so people piss me off, you know, it's like, well, at the minute money is trying to be made, which to be fair, there are people out there who absolutely blow the story out of proportion to make it better. But also we live in a capitalist country. Money is what you need to survive. And if they are no longer in the military and have no job, uh, they are, it, people are going to try and sell their story if it makes sense. And also did not make this man mega rich or mega famous. Right. And, and Grush came out because his name leaked and he couldn't make a living anymore. Yeah. Right. He had to come out and do this thing of like, why are people asking about you? Uh, my point is just to remember that there's like a human element to this. Like, it's not just like people fighting for justice. We just have to remember that it's going to be an ugly road. And that's why we have to like kind of let things be both sometimes and let things be unclear. And still hold on to things that are, you know, important and make sense, even when things come in the way that maybe, you know, discredit elements. It doesn't, it's not like a big yes or no on like a Marvel movie or something. The United States government needs to have a truth and reconciliation committee. They, when, when apartheid ended in South Africa, they had these guys and they said, hey, you had a racist government forever. 
tell us how it operated. Truthfully, how did this work? When, how were these decisions made? We need the same thing here. We need these men to be pushed out in their wheelchairs and they'll take their oxygen masks off so they can talk. And they need to tell us what was their thought process behind this? Why did you do this? And I think, and I think it's going to be difficult for people to hear that military people actually take their military oaths seriously. I think for most people that aren't a part of that world, they don't understand what that means. Um, Our grandparents knew it because they all fought in World War II. I think it's something that is lost on modern day of what that means. Um, There are men that protect us from things that go bump in the night. And sometimes those things that go bump in the night are just Putin. But sometimes they're other things. And we need to give them a little bit of grace. But you fuckers, you can't hide the truth of our reality anymore. You need to let us know. Little kids need to know that they can leave this planet. That there is life out in the stars. That there is more than just compound fucking debt and American Idol reruns and, you know. But it keeps us simple. You know what I mean? For sure. What I I will say, I want to leave this, button this off with this this thought, and I've said it before, is the idea of what the scientists call like the uber world, the super world, where in reality, we have our six senses, and they do their best to tell us what we're dealing with. But if you go down to the size of a tick and what a tick detects, carbon monoxide, pressure, heat, and that is it. Does that mean when it comes up to a human, it know, a human doesn't exist? It doesn't know what a human is. It doesn't know what we are. It just knows food. But that doesn't mean we don't exist and all these other experiences don't exist in the same world as the tick. Who's to say there's things beyond our senses that we just cannot experience because we're not evolved for everybody we're final fantasy 7 for the playstation (laughs) it is time guys the mess the message just came up on the screen guess what it's time to put in disc two yeah i'm loving it drop the mic alex call it she hit us up on the patreon let's hit it much for coming michael santel thank you so much for having me blow me up in the comments tell me how awful my voice sounds thank you very much please let everybody know where they can find more of your stuff out there on the internet before we go are we gonna just do an alien podcast one you know we're gonna start our own show don't do another podcast that's just like the we can do whatever we want to do it'll be a subdivision of chaluminati it will have nothing to do with this we won't take any money away from you patreon.com slash chaluminati yeah. Uh, where can we find you? Said tell 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 people. Oh my, oh my goodness. goodness, that's, that's so, so funny. funny. I, forgot I forgot that that's that a part of the internet. internet. Yeah. I haven't been on Twitter in a long time, and I got fired from my teaching job when the kids found my Twitter. So I think it's going to go public again. You can find me on Twitter if you want to. Uh, uh, you mean X? Yeah, thank you on X. X is going to give it to you. That's where you can get what it. What about your podcast? Uh, uh, you can listen to me. Uh, story time with the fabulous David Miller and myself. He reads me Bible stories. I read him fairy tales. We're doing uh, we're doing uh, uh, the Animorphs right now we're about halfway through it's child a, soldiers it's, it's an epic it's it's, it's, it's amazing uh, you can listen to me over at the cultured nerd uh, please check out me and jesse cox uh gentlemen's gaming club uh it's it's super fun i love doing it we got lots of fun stuff coming your way those are all the places i guess instagram whenever i get to do shows i don't i don't know whatever Great. take us out of here mathis thank you guys so much for listening we'll be back we'll be back yeah. Oh, we'll be. I, you'll come back. You're coming back. I don't know. <laughs> Jesse doesn't have a choice, uh, but we'll be back next week as we get ready to dive into. Uh, I think it's Cryptid World is next week. I have to check the schedule. Oh, yeah, again. Mama. But uh, yeah, we're getting back into the Cryptid. Soon. We've got some ghost stuff coming soon. Of course, we got true crime stuff coming down the pipeline. Thank you guys so much. We love you. And we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Goodbye. OK, bye. <laughs> anyway. 
my wife were sitting outside indulging on our porch one night, enjoying ourselves. I needed to go to the bathroom, so I stepped back inside, and after a few moments, I hear my wife go, Holy shit, get out here! So I quickly dash back outside, and she's looking up at the sky in a fog. I look up too, and there's a perfect line of dozen lights traveling across the sky. 